restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. everybody and welcome to your main event of the evening here at the wrestling arena i'm your host paul barrow and with me at this time is your master of ceremonies himself the host of the moh podcast <laughs> mr tez elliot hey tez, how you tez! doing <laughs> oh dear I'm all right, thanks, dude. I'm all right. I don't know why that popped into my head, considering it's Sting, not Taz. Um, no, there wasn't. It's Taz, but it's uh, it's Jr. doing that one. I always get that from Botchamania. Oh, Botchamania, yes. <laughs> oh, dude, how's it going? How, how have you been? I've been very well. I've been very well. How about yourself? How about your good self? On this very busy uh, week we're about to come up to, or the weekend, I've been very much looking forward to it. This is this is the UK wrestlemus, isn't it? We've often talked, uh, you know, during the show's history, the various uh, iterations about wrestlemus. But uh, for us, us here in the UK, it it's certainly starting to feel a lot like wrestlemus. This is the biggest wrestlemus, perhaps, of all time. Mm. Oh yes, very exciting. That, which is an amazing thing to to say and to to, to feel. That we're we're heading towards a packed weekend with the largest crowd in wrestling history. Oh, which, I, I've still uh, not as, mentally outside of, outside of North Korea. <laughs> I don't really count that one. Yeah, we're not it's being not forced really, to go. <laughs> it's, not really a, it's not really a drawn crowd when you're like, "Are you going? Yes. Why? Uh, because everyone's going. Are you going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Christ. Um, whenever, whenever I hear about. 80,000 people, it gives me that momentary lapse of anxiety where I just think, oh, Jesus Christ. Fill, filling into the arena. Oh, my God. Anxiety. Filling out of the arena. Oh, God. Anxiety. The tube and whatever sort of transport. Oh, I really hope people have got transport home sorted. Because <laughs> that's going to be... That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, mm, probably need look to at us. We're look already, at that. Forget the... Forget the show. We're already like, I'm on the way home. It's going to be bad. <laughs> we're not even talking about the show or thinking about the show. <laughs> Typical Brits. Next, we talk about the weather, which you and I discussed earlier, actually. Oh, God. Yeah, the <laughs> you weather. And, you, oh. and I, you and I talked about the possibility of, 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 of rain showers. And it was like, okay, we've talked about the weather. We've talked about the traffic on the way home. Definitely a British wrestling <laughs> podcast. Proper British, British show. I mean, the only other thing would be fish and chips or kebab on the way home. It's, that's, that's kind yes, of going to yes. top it off and make it very British. What, what? Oh, intubably. Um, but oh. yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's been, I mean, Christ, how long was, has it been since the, the return show, the return live show? Around weeks three weeks, I believe. Three weeks. Three weeks, I think. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been some time, but I wanted to get a show closer to the event because we, we nearly did one. Was it last week? Yeah, we were discussing we, it. Yeah. 
and we couldn't we couldn't come together at a, at a time that was uh, useful for both of us. I've had numerous problems in this flat that have just been ridiculous between my internet going down and basically the front of my house nearly falling off. Oof. Uh, Ouch. That, uh, I've, I've had enough workers in here to make doing things quite... I was quite worried somebody was going to come around as we started this show to fix some brickwork, but luckily they turned up earlier. Nice. <laughs> it was very, it was a very weird day because uh, I've had guttering problems that caused a massive flood onto my brickwork, which damaged all my brickwork. And then people came around and were like, you need to get that sorted. And I'm like, well, you, you work for the council and yeah. you can see the problem. I'm pretty sure you can make a, a faster phone call than I can. But then I had three people come out and told me it can't be fixed. It's got to be torn down. Three different people came out and told me that. And today Ouch. I've had people come out and go, that's not a problem. We can just put concrete over it and it'll work because your actual brickwork's fine. It's just the front's falling off. Good it's been a really Lord. it's been a really weird, stressful kind of like what do, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I've been staying in on weird days to be like someone's gonna turn up from sometime between nine AM and eight PM and you're like, Oh good, great. So I can't go out, I can't do anything, I can't plan to do anything. Uh so yeah, we've had some trouble putting this show together. So but... apologies for my wayward life getting in the way. But we're here. We made it. That's we, the main thing. We are here. We are on the road to all in. We are. Choo choo. Choo choo. Yes, that's that's the that's the noise you make on roads. Yes, that's the noise. It's the noise I make on roads. I mean, whether it's factually correct or not, it, it worryingly is the noise I make on on motorways because it's people, look, especially if there's someone next to you that doesn't know me because they're like, what? Like, oh God, I'm, I'm sat next to this one, am I? Oh Jesus, You're that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy on the bus. <laughs> if I think somebody's going to be weirded out by me, I'll do anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh good Surely. lord! Well, we, we've got uh, we've got quite an action-packed little uh, little show this evening, haven't we? We've got some we news, and then what uh, what we're we discussing for the uh, main event of the show, Paul? We're discussing the card for All In and whether or not it can live up to the hype. Yes. Uh, we're going to be. I, I'm going to be making some predictions. I hope you are too. We didn't <laughs> really discuss that, but I'm assuming that's what we're doing, rather than just going. This match is happening, and it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> But um, speaking of action packed, we've got quite a few people in the chat room. We've got Eddie, Fran the Cannon, Mr. Priceless. It's all going down. I'll be keeping my eye in there. Yeah. Just stay ahead of things. I know. I see Fran says uh, Tez needs to be doing some bad singing like Taz on Botchamania. Oh, don't. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'll uh, <laughs> especially especially on uh, on Sunday. Poor Victoria, my uh, my girlfriend, is going to have to deal with me probably after a light beer, singing loudly along to all of the songs and just causing a scene. Nice, nice. I'm going on my own, so <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting one from me. I'm traveling down with some people I know, but they're they're being uh, sat on the floor. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'd have done that. I don't know if I'd have sat on the floor, guys. Mm, and like, the view would be great. I'm like, I was at Clash of the Castle. The view at certain parts of the floor was not great. I wasn't on the floor, but at a certain point, I, I walked down. And if, if you were directly under the big screen, you were stuffed. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I very determinedly was like, I'm never sitting on the floor, just in case. Not that I could afford the rather healthy prices for floor seats. No. Goodness me, they look loco. Yes, uh, they, they, I, 
thinking of it, was it what three months ago, six months ago? Actual ticket sales went on. Mm, I guess six months, but that seems like quite a lot. It doesn't seem that long ago that the uh, the pre-sale was happening, but I guess it probably was what February, February time, yeah. maybe March around there, around yeah. there. I've know that someone will be able to tell us the exact date in the chat room, or we should have looked it up. Yeah, but we didn't. Well. So, <laughs> oh, dear. so yes. Well, shall we, uh, shall we, I mean, I've already got a little bit of news that's popped into my head that we can throw in to the news to discuss, but now we're talking about the news, it's probably a good time for us to play the news, because it's now time for the news. Yes, indeed. This is the news, yeah! Nice. Have, I'm going to start guessing when to come in with that, this is the news, because... As we've discussed earlier, I can't actually hear the jingle, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start guessing or doing fake countdowns to it. <laughs> if if you want, I could do the little. That's all the news. <laughs> nah, if other people can see us doing that, then it, it takes away the magic, it, doesn't it? it? The, the spontaneity is just gone. Yeah, you don't want to give people that peek behind the curtain. No, no, they, they don't saw... need to know how the sausage is made. We've all seen The Wizard of Oz. We know what's behind the curtain. It's someone who's basically running around like a headless chicken, <laughs> pulling on levers. They don't understand what's going on. Yeah, uh, I hope this works. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. Not, not, not only every time I do a live show, but that's every time I try and record something for YouTube <laughs> or indeed a podcast. It's like, I'm pretty sure I did this like this last time. Flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> uh... Right, what have yes. we got first on the... Well, actually, before we jump into the first little news bit, um, the thing that I just suddenly thought of, that supposedly, supposedly been um, confirmed today regards J uh, Chris Jericho's band Fozzy. Apparently Fozzy will be performing in front of the 80,000 uh, present at All In. Yeah, Jericho himself announced that. Mm. He will be. And he, he's put posters out of uh, Fozzy playing to a sold-out Wembley. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, no. For, for one, for one, he seems determined to equate this Wembley Stadium with the Live, live Aid and Queen at Wembley Stadium. I'm like, Chris, it's on the same site, but they're very much two different stadiums. Do not go in there thinking you're going to be in the Freddie Mercury spot, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my initial kind of thoughts were, well, one, I can't really blame him, but my initial kind of thoughts were, Chris, there's there's a difference between there being the feverant demand, which leads to Fozzie being booked to perform Wembley, and you essentially booking your own band, because you got that kind of swing with Tony and saying, look, He's we're going to play. He's yeah. going to Judas stand to the ring. Well, uh, which is, he'll mime. I don't know if he, he necessarily he, fully... He better... I think, he, I, I think he'll be foolish enough to do it. Oh, he'll have a backing track. And he, he better hope that the crowd drown him out because that's a long... I imagine it's going to be a long walk. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know what the I, I don't want to I, I don't want to even well, see what the stage is going to look like till till I'm there. It, but I imagine it's going to be long. They tend not to do the big the big elaborate stages though, do they? They tend to just have you know a big screen and a doorway, and it's not like w, it's not like WWE where they're going to have like a London cab <laughs> and uh, phone box. Thousand, yeah, like a phone box or four thousand tiny big bends or 
They're not yeah. that kind of company. They just seem to be like, we wrestle here, which was the old WCW slogan. That but yeah, that is definitely happening. But I did find it somewhat disingenuous that he's put out a poster with them, you know, Fozzy in front of a sold out Wembley Stadium. It's like technically true, but you know, you didn't, you didn't, Fozzy didn't draw that crowd. No, <laughs> no. If, uh, <laughs> if they were going to be doing a, sh- a set at Wembley, it'd be a case of, okay, you played Judas. What else you got? You've played Judas oh. play um, Enemy because that was that was uh, the theme tune to a TNA show back in the day when you were yeah like fifteen years the, ago or something yeah you play that and I'm pretty sure there's like one more that I thought was okay uh, I'm probably a sound um, considering the name of the song I'm about to sound blasphemous I'm pretty sick of Judas I really am uh, the the metalhead in it's me good. if we're sat there it, with seventy nine thousand other fans say. Yeah, it'll be fun to sing along. Yeah, I, I, know yeah, yeah. I know that's why it gets the reaction it gets on TV every week. Yeah, but my thing is this: you're a heel, you're a baby face, you're, you're whatever. It doesn't matter. You've still got that same song. If you're a heel, stop it. Mm. Stop people singing along. Make people want it, and then when you have a big baby face comeback, you get to do the whole return of Judas thing. Yeah, I mean the. The the metalhead in me knows it won't happen, but would selfishly like uh, him coming out to White Zombie when he did a couple of times as uh, as the Lionheart. But oh, um, yeah, obviously I know it's it's gonna be Judas because that's the one that everyone knows, everyone sings along to. And yeah, while it's old hat on TV, I, I agree with you. When you're there in the moment, in the environment, and the aura, you're not gonna be able to help but be like, yeah, Judas. Dun, 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 That's White Zombie again. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. No, that was just... <laughs> Oh, it's Lan. That's the... So, similar, yeah, yeah. I get. Yeah. <laughs> I've only had half a beer. <laughs> it's, it's, all gone to, it's all gone to pot already. We've not even done the news nice, yet. Nice. Yeah, we, we haven't even gotten to the news we've got on the, on the, on the, uh, the programme plan, which we do down. have. We do have one. We do. <laughs> We do. Uh, let, let, so let's jump into it. The first piece of news that I noted down earlier was Edge, possibly AEW bound. Pro Wrestling Torch reports that Edge has approached WWE recently and presented them with a scenario that would lead him to re-signing with the promotion. It is unknown what Edge's requests were, but whatever it was, WWE would ultimately reject it. As a result, the promotion now believes that Edge will be AEW bound and they are aware of what, do, what Edge could do with the rival promotion. Mm. And then, then my immediate thing after, because I posted that up, and that all sounds very official and very uh, almost fact, factual, doesn't it? Oh, yes. And then Edge immediately posted to Twitter. I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter, by the way, because that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's literally put a video on Twitter that says, uh, ignore all that. There's a WWE contract extension in my inbox right now. I just don't know what I want to do yet. I don't know if I want to continue wrestling because it's getting harder for me. Uh, he's obviously got that role with Percy Jackson, the new mm-hmm. Disney show that's coming starting in November, based on the best-selling uh, young adult books. Uh, so he's he's not sure what he's going to do. I self. Oh, go ahead. Selfishly, I'd love to see him go to AEW just to team up with Christian one more time. <laughs> Plus, he'd have, to, he'd have to be called like Sexton Hardcastle or Damon Striker, which would be great. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did have to rewind his Twitter or X video, but then whenever you say X, it just sounds smutty, doesn't it? It does. Um, I was on X earlier, like, whoa, 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 this this is not on the work computer, I hope. Um, <laughs> when, um, <laughs> when he put his video up, I did actually have to rewind it um, briefly because there's a moment where he brings a mug of tea or coffee to his lips and I could see golden written on it and I thought for a moment, oh, is that going to be a little tea? It's like it's golden elite or something. But it was the Golden Girls. So thank you for being a friend. Yes. Yeah, I, I initially thought like, oh, is he doing a little like little wink, no, wink he's at doing, the camera? He's he's obviously forming a team with Xavier Woods, who's a massive Golden Girls fan. Yeah, like unironic Golden Girls fan, and I'm just like, okay, cool. I certainly <laughs> watched the Golden Girls when I was very very small. My sister but, loves uh, it. Never seen it. Never seen an episode. It's it's extremely eighties, uh, <laughs> or possibly early not. I don't even remember. I think it's I, I think it's eighties. It possibly ran into the 90s uh a bygone yeah. era a golden era you could say and ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's almost too good for this show so almost in in regards to his his final match so i haven't watched uh the last two weeks of live uh wwe tv i've had to cancel tnt sport because i'm in the process of uh closing down some sky things because i'll be moving uh in the next month so i'm only really watching the youtube highlights now um, and while I know that his final SmackDown match was very special for him, you know, in terms of the crowd and whatnot, but had it been built up at all to feel like a final match or maybe a retirement match, like was there much kind of leading to it? They definitely said that it was going to be his final match on like social media and stuff. Um, I, I, to be, I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't manage to catch it either. I, I've, I've been very lax when it's come to WWE. Uh, for the for the last little bit, uh, which is great for a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs> so I do I do apologise to everyone listening, waiting to hear my hot takes upon upon uh, this week in particular is professional wrestling. I just yeah. as as I said, Matt, I felt like my house was falling apart around me. I was being very panicked about that. Um, <laughs> so it's been like, all right, I, I literally, but he certainly gave a speech to the crowd. It was made to be a big deal, at least to him. I don't know if it was on television, but uh, hmm. I have no doubt. The, I have no doubt the match was pretty good because Sheamus is a, is a good worker. Edge is uh, is good, despite my feelings about him. I've never, I've never really, never really talked to Edge. I've all, I've always found on the mic, you know, entertaining whether it's a heel or a face. Um, but in ring, I've always found him to be, yeah, he's good, but nothing, nothing to write home about. I mean, whether that's because I've always thought he's had a very weak Spears, although I do think since his return, he adds a little bit more Shazam to them. Um, but I mean, like back in the day, I was always a Hardy Boys fan, and if it wasn't Hardy Boys, then it'd be Dudley Boys because they're big heavy hitters. So Edge and Christian for me at that time were always like, oh, they're the the real, you know, dickheads on the microphone or heels, as I would later learn. Very entertaining in that regard. But in ring, I was always just like, eh, never, never really that fussed with them. Um, and, I, I, you know, the SmackDown match, I imagine, was very good. But I do also imagine with it being a latter day edge match, it was probably about 10 minutes longer than it needed to be, uh, possibly. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't comment. I, would, I do intend to go back and watch all this stuff. Uh, but I've been 
watching AEW stuff because we're doing this. I've been trying to keep up with that mm. and then trying to keep up with news. And then you get there's there's several news things that I just did not put into the news uh, because there was reports of CM Punk stopping people coming backstage at Collision, and it's just like listen if if you want to hear that cool but until something legitimate happens i'm fed up of reporting it i'm fed up of talking about it because we just don't know you hear one thing from one side you hear one thing from the other and it's just got to the point where it's not really news it's now to me it's expected if you guys disagree, I'll, I'll happily come on here with every piece of CM Punk and Elite news that you want to hear. But I'm just pretty sure you don't want to hear every episode of this show. Oh, by the way, the same stung has happened every time. And I, I, I guess when it comes to Mr. Charles Montgomery Punk, as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the news, Collision's the best wrestling on TV at the moment, so I say give him carte blanche to do what he wants. <laughs> ah, man of taste. Yeah, you know, because you know what? Like, there is nothing that I've found to be a, a markdown whenever I watch Collision. I love the way that the episodes start, where they've got that little music with a bit of urgency, and they're saying, Tonight, um, Slackjaw Yokel, I'm going to beat your ass all over the ring because you said this about my mum. And then it goes to the next one. And so straight away, oh, I already know what matches I'm getting, and there's already a few yeah. going on with these ones. Straight into it. Uh, it's like what Rampage should have been. Um, yeah, Rampage is a, is a much better name than Collision, mm. but it's it's been such a wasted, uh, a wasted show. I just noticed in the chat that Fran the Cannon said, I think I often prefer the less popular team member, Matt Devon Christian. So, Fran, were you a Marty Janetti uh, fan uh, over Shawn Michaels. Mm, interesting question. Because there was a time in my in my very in my youth that I thought Janetti was a much better wrestler than Shawn, and that's before they broke up broke up as the Rockers. Yeah. So obviously I, I was wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th things took things took different paths, I suppose. But at that yes, point, yes. you know, who was to know? Um, but yeah, Edge, Edge potentially, I mean, I know he's, he's said, you know, he hasn't hinted at it after that video. Him appearing in AEW, I mean, I remember when Christian arrived and it was a bit of a damp scrib because Tony did what Tony does and overhypes it. Um, but oh my God, has he just really proven how much of a commodity he is, whether it's the fact that when he does actually wrestle, he wrestles in a turtleneck, which I think is hilarious. And they're great matches. They're great matches. He is... The, he... I wouldn't have assumed he'd be the best heel in AEW, you know, a few months ago. Um, I mean, his promo on this week's Dynamite, um, just... You knew when he came out with who was in the ring where he was going to go. And yeah, it was and just... Fact, and he pauses. I hear you've got a dad. Pause to let the crowd realise where he's going. So he gets the pop from that. Yeah. Then he says, who is dead? Yeah. Then he gets the pop from that. And it's just masterful work of like, yeah. getting oh. everything you can from a single sentence. Apparently he was a wrestler, but I've never heard of him, so he can't have been very good. Good. <laughs> it's basic stuff, but he's just, he's so good. Uh, but It's Buddy Wayne, isn't it? Buddy Wayne, yeah, yeah. Trainer of Brian Alvarez of uh, wrestler, uh, Figure 4. Oh, really? Wrestling Observer, yeah. All I That's know, I 
Brian Alvarez wrestling was that video a little while ago where he can't run the ropes. I don't know uh, well, if that's a regular thing or if it was a bad match. He hasn't bad done match. it for years, though. I think, I think he has like one match every like four or five years, from what I understand. Fair enough. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with Nick Wayne and his extended family. Um, but so I'm learning about him as the show goes on. I still will have to say after his debut match and his matches that's, that I've seen since NAW, I'm still very much of the opinion of what's so special. I haven't seen anything yet that's maybe gone, oh, that's that's what the hype's about. I get his young. It's his youth. It's just, that's it. It's his youth. It's just his youth. He was, yeah. Uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I think I think I think they got him before WWE were gonna gonna get him into the performance center and that became a big deal. Right, yeah. On, online. Uh but the other the other thing is um Speaking of it, getting back to Edge. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to just respond to a, a something Brown's put in with a really bad taste joke that just popped into my head. She said, Christian coming out to take shots at people's dead dads doesn't get old. Neither do their dads. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, so, that's a really horrible thing, but as soon as I read that, I was just like... Oh, so dear. you run a horror podcast. I do. I've got an <laughs> awful sense of humour. Um, sorry, yeah, what were you going to say before I jumped in? I was going to ask... I was gonna ask uh, what do you think he's going to do? Hey, uh, Edge? Yeah. Um, it's a tough one because I guess it really comes down to what WWE have offered, I guess, maybe not, maybe in terms of money, but also in terms of what they can offer him. Because I, I feel that since he's come back from his last kind of injury spell and he had the feud with the Judgment Day, I've just kind of found, you know, his matches are good, but he hasn't really had any forms of kind of stories, really. Considering he's a, he's a legend, he's a Hall of Famer, um, you know, he's come back from a miraculous injury. It's not like if you compare it to someone like Daniel Bryan, who obviously the different ages slightly different eras but you know both having really bad injuries to various degrees taking them out of the ring um in terms of where they are in the the hierarchy of top face top heel or top storylines i felt like daniel bryan has kind of gone from strength to strength with uh you know the blackpool combat club and being just nasty man uh and edge is kind of like got that legend appearance which I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be happy with. Uh, part of me thinks, well, he's an he's a WWE lifer. You know, his typical story. I was a kid in WrestleMania and the crowd and blah blah blah. But maybe he's looking at what his good buddy Christian's doing. And the one time they got to reunite in the Royal Rumble when Christian returned, it was the LCD Rumble. You know, the, the yeah. COVID Rumble. And so that that would have been a huge moment. Like, I felt bad for Christian because it was such a cool moment to see him come out. But again, it was like, this isn't the time, is it? Because there's no it was, audience. It was the second worst return of his entire <laughs> career. Because his first, uh, his return from TNA to ECW is legendarily hilariously bad. Because they play the music, Christian comes out, and the announcer goes, it's Christian. Yeah. And that was a bad... It's Christian. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Vince isn't a fan. You know, Vince went... There's that big story where Vince Vince thinks Jay Russo 
Is Jay Russo not Joe? Uh, yeah, yeah, Jay, Jason Russo. Jason Russo, right, right. but not, sp- yeah. but not spelled like Vince. That's that's the thing I'm trying. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he wanted to put a. He thinks he's ugly, and he wanted to put a big blue dot over his head. And and be like, uh, you know, that'll be his gimmick. Like the 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 TV companies think he's ugly, and it's like, dude, no wonder he left. Yeah. His his mate, who arguably he's as good as in ring, and unquestionably he's better at on the microphone, in my opinion, at least at the time, mm. uh, is getting world title shots and massive storylines, and and he's getting, yeah, I think you're ugly, so you're getting a blue dot on your head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, uh, yeah, th- there's got to be part of him. And also, you know, FTR are there, and they trained him up, you know, to come back when he was getting back to being ring ready so yeah it's a tough one there's the life part of wwe in him but he's got to be looking at what his friends and i don't know how big his in wrestling friendship circle is but we already know some very important people in his life are over in uh in AEW. so mr price this has kindly corrected us it's riso oh yeah uh, jay jay or jason riso yeah uh, so yeah, it's not Russo. So I, I can't accuse him of bad booking. <laughs> what? Oh dear! All right, what? Uh, what's next <laughs> in the news? Oh my god! Just realised that was our first news piece, and it's been <laughs> uh, rumours of Keith Lee's AEW demise have been greatly exaggerated. Fightful notes that there's a, there was a miscommunication between the two parties. At last week's Dynamite and Rampage tapings, Lee was supposedly told he wasn't being used for the Wednesday night show. The former NXT champion then left, as is sometimes the case when wrestlers aren't needed for Dynamite. Mm-hmm. The issue was that Lee was needed for Rampage, but wasn't told before he departed. Thus, the card had to be adjusted. Fightful notes that it hadn't heard of any heat between Lee and AEW. Sources have indicated that the situation was blown out of proportion on social media. And to top it all off, <laughs> Lee was at last night's Dynamite and Collision tapings wrestling Ziggy Dice, who uh, Lawrence had a, had, a, had a war of words with on, <laughs> on a live show once, uh, in a collision bout that will air on Saturday night. So he is still with AEW because there were a lot of people saying, oh, he's, he's left, he, he's, he's walked out of his contract. And I just thought that was interesting. Another example of like a supposedly big story that is really nothing. Yeah, I I guess when um when it initially started kind of rumbling, it didn't seem to me anyway too surprising surprising if it were true. Just because not about, you know, Lee walking out or his his character in that regard, but just that something's been a bit fumbled in in his presentation or him being utilized since moving to AEW. It's almost like he had the hot run from the Indies into NXT, which then stuttered with all the Bearcat bullcrap on WWE, and yeah. has just kind of remained in second gear. And I don't know if that is maybe injuries or health things. We know he had a big health he scare did, with his heart. He, did, he got an inflamed heart via, via COVID, didn't he? Yeah. Like that, which was... So I have to imagine that that has impacted his ability to work. Yeah, definitely. He's I mean, he's, he does he seem to have slowed down a little bit, which obviously, I mean, the fact he could do the things that he could do for a man of his size was quite remarkable anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm very... I've always been very impressed with Keith Lee when I've seen him, and I hope that he does get more chances, and I hope that, you know, 
our speculation about his health is just that world speculation. But it's good to it's good to know that someone who's that talented is sticking around. Well, but when, I do hope he gets more when, of a shot. When he last when he last appeared on Dynamite or or Collision, because I've I've only really intermittently watched Rampage recently. Um, when he came back after sort of being away for a little while, and he'd sort of re-dyed his hair because he'd had it grey for a little while. He looked like he'd trimmed down a little bit, kind of more to the size that he was, I guess, in NXT. Because there was a period when he had the grey hair, he came out like a wizard cloak, and he did look, um, you know, like... He looked bad. Yeah, he looked honest. bad, yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, and when he was in this never-ending feud with Swerve, I was kind of thinking have they just not got anything for either of these guys? Cause they're just continuously doing this never ending dance and it's not going anywhere. And thankfully, I mean, swerve, I'm, I'm not, I didn't think, I didn't think this would be the case, but I'm loving the mogul embassy stuff. You know, the embassy of a few months ago, wouldn't have cared about the, um, mogul affiliation or whatever it was with trench and the crap version of young Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't care about, the mogul, the mogul embassy, with Brian Cage being used as a big nasty bastard, Prince Nana. I like it. That you know, and I wouldn't have said that six months ago. So I'm really I enjoying have said that six weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying what they're doing with Swerve. I just think whatever is going on with Keith, we need they him back in a in a in some sort of program. They still haven't blown off the Keith Lee Swerve thing, which is insane. Just let someone definitively win. Stop giving them like six month long breaks in this quote unquote feud where nothing happens and then something will happen for one match. And oh yeah, at at this stage, I'd be happy for them to just do the the old WWE thing of the the feud. Just just forget about that. You know, let's yeah. just let's just put Keith back in something and keep him separated from Swerve because normally you'd kind of want to go. Well, what was the resolution? Because X Y Z happened, but it's just gone on so long now that just just bring back Keith and use him in something different because Swerve's yeah. doing his thing. He kind of got he kind of got bought in in the middle of a lot of big acquisitions, didn't he? Yeah, he was bought in, and it was. It, as weird as it sounds to say about Keith Lee, he's kind of been lost in the shuffle, yeah. which is insane to think about. I, I, I'd quite like. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people I'd like to be in this in this feud, but I'd, I would quite like him to come into the TNT title picture, throw in some barbs with uh, with Christian over Christians slash Luchasaurus's uh, title. I mean, I'd, I'd like Christian to do kind of promos. It's Christian's but... title. It's Christian style, yeah. yeah it's Christian style. I refuse to. I don't even remember who 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 pinned that person. I think it was Christian. Yeah. I have no memory of of anything else happening. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but they, yeah, they need to they need to do something with him, and I don't want him to come in and you know land into the Ethan Page kind of role of I'm affiliated with a group or I'm a, I'm affiliated with a tag team, and I might get a match, but more often than not, I'm just sort of coming out and hanging around the ring. I think. He doesn't need to be in a group. He doesn't need to be in a tag team. Let him just be a singles guy. You know, I like Dustin Runnels, Dustin Rhodes, but I, do, I don't want my Keith Lee, my Keith Lee. I don't want my Keith Lee in a tag team. I just want him being the monster, athletic, babyface that he can be. Monster babyfaces are so rare that you go like that. You get one that you believe 
can be a good baby face. Because whenever I see a monster, it's always like, oh, that's a great heel. I can't really... I don't like Keith Lee as a heel. No. He's got such a... Teddy bear. Yeah, he, he does to me. He strikes me as like a like a nice guy who's just having fun. But, but if you met, if you cross him, that's it. You're done. You're getting uh, spirit bombed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I yeah, I want him in a big uh, a a big push. I mean, I'm not necessarily talking world title. There's, I think there's got to be you a fair bit of do, building. You know you should, should, you should go after your favorite AW title. Well, the FTW. <laughs> no, the Leatherface belt. Oh, the Leatherface belt. <laughs> oh, my God. I assume, I assume that's your favourite title. I mean, come on. you got to live up to your brand. Well, I th- it was a nice belt. It's certainly nicer than the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. I just want some Keith Lee back regularly on TV, you know. Um, that's that's all I want. It's not much to ask for, uh, Tony. No. Um, what Tony's got a plate full right now, uh, very full. So I guess we'll see what happens. We shall and see. I guess we shall move on onto our final piece of news. Yes. And unfortunately, it is uh, the news that Terry Funk has died at the age of seventy-nine. His longtime friend Mick Foley tweeted, "Terry Funk is gone." I've just talked to Terry's daughter, Brandy, who gave me the awful news. He was my mentor, my idol, one of the closest friends. He was the greatest wrestler I ever saw. If you get the chance, look up a Terry Funk match or a Terry Funk promo and give thanks that this incredible man gave so much, so long, to so many. There will never be another like him. May God bless Terry, his friends, family, and all who loved him. Rest in peace, my dear friend. It was an honor to know you. And I thought that was, you know, I mean, the man was 79. He's been through more punishment than I think I could ever express. Mm. He's one of the greatest wrestlers to ever wrestle, in my opinion. Uh, If you want to hear me talk about Terry Funk, I suggest you look up the New York Knockout episode of Turner Years and the event before that, where Dave and I literally go on for about 30 40 minutes about how great Terry Funk is because he made me believe and he was there when I started watching wrestling he was there when I got bored of wrestling and came back and started watching stuff like ECW and he was he was in ECW and then he was he's been in every era of wrestling that I've ever watched and he's never I've never got the impression he was phoning it in I've always believed what he was trying to sell me, and that's rare in my opinion. And the the body of work he's put out, I I never seen a bad Terry Funk match. I've seen Terry Funk matches that go bad or go off the rails or go, oh this match has fallen apart. But Terry Funk, it, it was so could appear so out of control that you were like, okay, everything else is complete. <laughs> complete rubbish but this guy's nuts yeah um my, so yeah terry my uh yeah i mean for, you know i've we've talked, we've talked before that i don't know a lot of the uh the prior to 1999 98 push sort of era of uh of wrestling but um 
when I'd started watching, I guess, very, very late 99, it's probably more like 2000, getting into wrestling and then doing what any uh, good wrestling fan does and start seeking out the VHSs, uh, I'd picked up, I want to say, Royal Rumble... 99 um may well be wrong here but i'm pretty sure it was a royal rumble um where it was uh cactus jack and chainsaw charlie against the new age outlaws what was that royal rumble 99 or was that 98 or was oh, yeah, that a wrestlemania you, might be wrestlemania the, the dumpster match quite so possibly yeah if it's the dumpster match that is wrestlemania 14 I there do we go not remember if they did the rumble match before that so I, whenever I remember the Rumble, it was like 96, where there was no talent. Uh, I think it was 96, which everyone was in Texas, and there was like no talent in WWE at the time. Mm. So they got people people like Mil Mascaras in, because it was a border town with Mexico, and they hoped that would draw. And Terry Funk was in there. And in like four lines, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to I'm Texas born and Texas bred, Texas fed, and I'm going to beat everyone up. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a guy, I believe. And in one, because you know those Rumble promos where they're all just like, oh, well, I'm going to throw 29, 29 men over the top rope because they all think they're going in at number one. None of them ever think they're going to come in at number 30 uh. and throw one person out. But again, with a simple couple of lines, I was like, Terry Funk, awesome. Yeah, absolute legend. I Was it, uh, I swear, like late last year or maybe earlier this year, there had been reports which couldn't be confirmed, or I think maybe Mick Foley debunked the reports. Someone had reported that uh, Terry Funk's health had uh, had taken a steep decline, because I distinctly remember Mick Foley then sort of tweeting saying, I spoke to him this morning, he's fine. Um, I, th- I think his health did decline, because uh, like a few months later, uh, Mick Foley was saying he was going to see him like every other month because he knew there wasn't that that long left. Right. Uh, so, so whether or not somebody reported it when they weren't supposed to, or anything like that. I mean, there's he he's got an amazing autobiography called uh, Terry Funk, more than just hardcore. It has some amazing stories in it uh, from every period of his career, and it goes from the territories to his first run in WWF to WCW and NWA to the second run in WWF to ECW and it's just like yeah this guy did everything yeah absolute legend Uh, first retired in 1983 (laughs) actual final match was in 2017 wow that was his first retirement 1983 madness Absolute that was the, the famous forever, forever in Japan. Uh, <laughs> you've seen, you've probably seen if you've been knocking around the internet looking at wrestling for a while. But yeah, unfortunately, that's two two shows we've done, and two very well respected wrestlers we've had to report the uh, the, the untimely demise of. Mm. So hopefully, the next show we do, let's all put our heads together and hope nobody nobody passes away. Let's lift the uh, wrestling arena curse. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh God, don't don't bring up don't bring up the idea of a wrestling arena curse, please. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case. Well, on uh, on that note, that was uh, the latest wrestling news. Uh, actually, can I just, can I just oh. uh, mention this? Mister Price has has mentioned something in the chat that I have the full story of. Okay. So, uh, Mister Price says I, fa- I still found the story where he was rumored to have replaced Pat Patterson as WWE Booker in 1993. 
and he bailed on it because of his sick horse or something like that. He was offered a booker position, I believe it was under Pat Patterson, but he was but in order to get it, he had to go and do a Survivor Series match. Uh in, I think it was 94, whichever one was the Hart family versus Shawn Michaels and his knights. And basically they were told, we're going to beat everyone and we're going to, we're going to unmask the knights. And a lot of these knights were like developmental guys. There was like, uh, Barry Harwitz, who's a, a perennial WF jobber from the early nineties. There was Greg the Hammer Valentine, who hadn't been seen for a few years. There was supposedly Terry Funk, and I think there was a guy called Jeff Gaylord who was a big guy from whatever their developmental was at the time. And Terry basically realized this is a bad idea. Everyone in this is going to look bad. And he basically wrote Vince McMahon a message saying, I have to go. My horse is sick. I think he's dying. And just left. <laughs> right. Oh, no. And they realized he'd gone and started, um, and started uh, paging him at the airport. So there's like, paging Mr. Funk, Mr. Funk, can you, can you come, to the, come, come to the phone, please? And he just ignored it and went home. Oh, God. Then years later, about 98, he comes back with, with the Chainsaw Charlie gimmick, and the first words Vince said to him was, how's your horse? Because <laughs> it was just like, I do not want to do this horrible job, so I'm, I'm leaving. Oh, and God. Then, and then the first thing, the Survivor Series 93. Wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, he was originally supposed to be one of these knights, and he realised like, oh, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> and I've actually got a name, like no yeah. offence to Greg the Hammer Valentine, but like he, his days were well behind him, mm-hmm. and he'd only ever reached like US title or IC title level. Uh, Terry Funk was a former NWA champion, yeah, and he's going to be beaten with a guy who constantly lost on TV in Barry Harwitz, and a guy nobody had ever seen. So he'd be the guy everyone remembered. So he's just like, nah, my horse is sick. I don't even know if he had a horse at the time, but... Christ. Well, you know, yeah. Classic funk. Classic funk. R.I.P. the legend. Indeed. Eddie asking who we'd want to see him face in one last match if we could. Uh, I'd have to say, if they were both healthy, I wouldn't have minded seeing one more Mick Foley match. I guess the... um, The... If we're, if we're talking time machine wrestling uh, in terms of them capable, you know, still still able to go. Uh, looking at a modern audience, I mean, Funk Moxley would have probably been a lot of fun um, if, you know, if we have modern Moxley now with not young, young Funk, because I don't know that much about him, but like ECW era Funk or, you know, kind of uh, ring like that kind of period where he's the grizzled older man who's retired already about five times. Um, yeah, I, I think that could be pretty interesting. It'd probably be very bloody. Fran yeah. saying Funk Flair, which was, again, look out for New York Knockout. It's it's on the YouTube channel as an episode of Tony is uh, okay. for our review of that. Was, uh, that was a very good match. Excellent. And that's the news. That is time for the jingle. This is the news. Yeah. I need to figure out a way to fade that out rather than having an abrupt stop. Um. Right. So we've talked about the news, which has already taken us an hour. Would you, Adam and Eve? It. 
Yeah, I do apologise for that. I, just, <laughs> I, realize, I realize it's like it's been forty minutes and we're supposed to be the first news point. Whoops. Whoopsie. That's all good. It's all good. Um I guess we're on to our, our our main event, aren't we? Indeed. Indeed. We are on to the main talking point oh. of this show. So when we put up the graphics for this show, or rather when you put up the graphics for this show and the title you put can all in live up to the hype mm. which I found an interesting question <laughs> because I'm not massively hyped for this show no I'm not I'm I think being in a crowd of 80,000 people will be awesome and I know on the day I will have a great time I'll, I'm hoping to see your good self Mm-hmm. And and several other people. That'll be that'll be good fun. Uh, we'll we'll sort of meet up of some kind, I imagine. Yeah, we'll uh, probably we'll um fans in the Discord. Um, we will put, I guess, plans in at the weekend. And I, when I say plans, I guess it's going to be a collaborative. Hey guys, what do people think about this pub at this time? Uh, you know, kind of near Wembley to meet up and. Uh, uh, and get get a drink, get a soft drink. I mean, I'll be getting a pint, but get a soft drink and uh, and have a catch up. I, I, Why do the rest of us have to be treated like kids, Tez? Why are you the only one who has to have a pint? You guys have got your fruit suits and your J two O's. We would have carveries before, before we can get. Before we get if you have here. a carvery, you can get a, get a lager shandy. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Ooh, lager shandy. It's been a long time. <laughs> but uh, but my, myself and Victoria have already booked in um, earlier in the day to go and go to Camden to get these enormous croissants. Part of the reason I'm going to London is just to get uh, XXL size croissants because I always see them online. Um, so I'm going to end up rolling into the pub and into all in because I'm just going to be full of pastry. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It's good. It's good soaking material pastry. You can soak <laughs> up a few points with pastry. Yeah, she, she, maybe she doesn't know that I'm going to be having a, a couple of drinks at the pub and this is just preemptive to, so I don't make a fool of myself. Don't have pan de chocolat because that will really fill you up and that's bad. We've booked, we've booked a pan au chocolat and a croissant. Oh, so, uh, no, but it, okay, okay, all right. Well, well I, I think, I yeah, I think we'll basically, advice, pick, we'll basically pick it, pick it each, I suppose. Uh, she she likes a pan au chocolat. I like a croissant, um, with two T's. <laughs> croissant, um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll put in the Discord. You know, ideas of uh, of because I ideally don't want to go to a pub where I'm going to get stabbed. Not saying that that would happen, but um, I don't. You know, that's that's my interpretation of London. Um, <laughs> Bloody hell, mate. Like, welcome to All In. <laughs> yeah, he's just stab vest. Like, it's he's just stab fine. vest. <laughs> yeah, other, other things get like little wristbands. We, all In's apparently going to be handed out a stab vest because. Hey, I don't so know. Weird. I don't know which pubs are the. When the, was the, the last time you went to London? Like 1884. Was Jack mm. the Ripper still walking around? Like, eh. uh, well, it was a Slayer concert in 2006. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it's been a while. You went to a Slayer concert. Yeah, <laughs> and, I missed, and I, I missed the National Express home, so I was stranded in London. Well, I hope that doesn't happen to you again. Well, no, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it doesn't either. It'll be a very expensive Uber home. I ain't staying there. <laughs> uh, London's very nice, we assure you. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But yes. Uh... Only... Oh, go ahead. 
I only go down for conventions, so I'm there, there and back again the next day. <laughs> I nearly booked a, I nearly booked a hotel this time, and I found a coach that is literally, I think it's the little green coach, mm. pick me up from like my town centre, and then drive me straight to Wembley. So I'm kind of, kind of hoping wherever we do find a drink is quite close because I do not want to get lost. And as I can get lost in my own home, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> I mean, for, fortunately, my my girlfriend is. Um quite seasoned with uh with trips to london and apparently there is a train which goes pretty much directly from her town to near wembley and i think there's only like one stop tube wise to get to our croissants um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna follow her lead i have trust that uh she won't leave me astray and i won't get i won't get shanked Calm, 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 breathe calm. in and out. Don't be too jumpy around people. They don't like that. Oh god, <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, but want, yeah, should we? You want to try and te- you want to try Times time Square, mate? That's that's where you really get worried. Oh god, yeah. Well, I've I've been in the cab uh, going through Times Square where my cab driver was having a really bad shouting match with another cab driver, and I thought, oh god, this is going to be it, isn't it? <laughs> this is this Quite is not. where it ends for old T Bone. Going in the hotel just that we were at was like, if you go to Times Square, don't get separated. You'll never find each other again. What are you on about? He's like, you don't, you, the amount of people there, you'll just get caught in the tide of people and you'll never see. Like, you lose, people have lost kids that way. And I'm like, I'm 27. How old was He's like, don't care. Don't separate. Oh, God. Um, my girlfriend at the time was was pretty jumpy as it was. And I was like, cheers, mate. I've, I've got to calm her down from that now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh good lord, um, Mr. Price, as I said in the in the chat, all else Tez, find me. I'll help you on your London travels. I'm so bloody used to it. Yeah, if if uh, if if we need it, um, if we need it, priceless, we'll definitely, you know, uh, we'll, we'll definitely need some guidance. But she knows she knows what she's doing. I don't. I'm gonna be. I'm basically gonna need to have like a little leash on me or something, you know, like kids have to stop them running away. That's probably what I'm gonna need. It's kids. That's the only way you can have a leash. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever t- don't ever say don't ever say live on the internet. My girlfriend's going to have me on a leash. That just no. Are we after the watershed? <laughs> you know, yeah. we don't. We here at T- we here at the wrestling arena do not kink shame. <laughs> Indeed, no. It's just people can people can edit your words and put them to a beat or something. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I haven't really thought this through, have I? Speaking of which, uh, one one last thing about mm. Terry Funk. While I'm thinking, I spent some of the afternoon listening to his amazing track "Barbara Streisand's Nose," which was released on his album from Japan, which reached number one. Wow! Oh, it's such an amazingly kind of terrible, insulting track. <laughs> Is it up there with uh, Randy Savage's raps about Hogan? Oh yeah, it, it's. It's basically like he went. He went home with a girl. With a girl he met at a bar, and she was really gorgeous, and she had like uh, you know hair like this and hips like this. And and then I turned on the on the light, and she had Barbara Streisand's nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's a, it's like a three minute track where the the chorus is about how bad Barbara Streisand's nose is. It's just like what on Poor earth Barbara. Is this? Bless her. <laughs> Oh, I definitely, I definitely didn't add that to um to my uh, YouTube music because annoyingly the guitar solo in the middle of it is actually quite good. <laughs> real, recognise real. 
Well, let's have a look at this. Uh, let's have a look at this card. Yeah, let's have a look then, at this uh, card, Paul. And uh, I guess, yeah, we'll kind of see what our predictions are and uh, and where we. Well, we'll know after the show where we land. Um, but uh, what's what's first up on our our little list of the matches announced thus far? So on the on the Aussie uh, on the zero hour pre-show, we have Aussie Open versus Better Than You, Baby, for the ROH World. Tag Team Championship. This is obviously going to tie into the main event. I'm rather hoping we do actually get some kind of a match because I think Aussie Open are really good. Mm. And it'd be good to show them off to a large crowd in an area where they basically cut their teeth. Like Aussie Open were a big thing over here in like... uh, I used to see them in Fight Club Pro. I'm pretty sure they were in progress. They're an amazing team. They've obviously been on TV a few times, obviously in Ring of Honor World Champions. But I do not want it to just be an angle. It's going to end with something, with some kind of angle. Uh, it pretty much makes it unpredictable uh, because of the many ways it could go. I'm going to suggest that Aussie Open leave with the titles due to interference but I'm not sure who's going to interfere and where. Yeah, I um, I mean, I as much as I, I'm looking forward to the match. I imagine it'll be fun. Uh, imagine it'll be some heavy hitting from from Aussie Open, uh, and MJF and Cole are just incredibly entertaining. All of their skits have just been golden and hilarious. Uh, recently giving us the most dangerous move in the world, the kangaroo kick, which when he teased it on this week's Dynamite, I just thought, oh my God, this is absolutely golden. You um, can get anything over. That man can get anything over. <laughs> he, is, he is brilliant. When he was having the interview with um, with Renee, and his first thing was, well, it's no lie that I'm pretty chubbed up about being in front of 80,000 people. I'm just like... Really, MJF crying out loud, man. Yes, um, <laughs> that was he and he and I know you said Michael Cole, then that is right. Adam Cole, hmm. he and Adam Cole did a thing for Hot Ones as well. That's, that's just hit YouTube today. Okay, so that's that's a good watch. It's it's uh, Truth or Dare, but basically, if you if you take a dare, oh, you truth, truth or dab, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's have it, to. Truth or Dab. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of it. But they both uh, they both asked some very interesting questions, and it's just like, oh, uh, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think, yeah, like you say, it could go either way. Like, on one hand, oh, they win the titles and then they've got to face each other as tag champs. And there's, it feels like the, the later on uh, match is going to be, you know, kind of uh, leading into a feud, most likely. But um, then, yeah, there could be miscommunications. We've seen it in the last couple of weeks of you know, them starting to watch behind their back a little bit more or, you know, miscommunications of moves. So maybe that occurs here. What I don't really want, which I think could play a factor maybe into this match or maybe later on, is Roddy Strong and the Kingdom getting involved because... That's That's what's going to happen at the end. I've never cared about the Kingdom and Roddy Strong is quickly becoming quite boring. I mean, he's always been a bit boring, but... His his neck brace, that neck brace gimmick is, is, is over with me. That, incre- that increasing like child childish tantrums <laughs> and like the neck that just will never heal. It yeah. reminds me of uh, Owen Hart in the mid in the mid nineties and before him Bob Orton with the the arm that just didn't heal for years. Uh, and I'm kind of down for that. 
But that he's no longer a baby face. You can't have a neck brace for that long. That's something a manager does when they don't want to get hit. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to come in and, oh, I'll lay it down. I'll lay it down. They come in, they attack um, Adam Cole. So they don't, um, they don't win the, they don't win the titles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I do have some. I do have. There is another pre-show match that hasn't technically been announced yet, but I have a pretty interesting uh, prediction that I'd really want to want to express. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it to the chat. We'll we'll move on to the next the next match. If you don't want to be spoiled, drop it in the chat, and I won't I won't say anything. But uh, if if it's okay, I wouldn't mind. It's it's not a nothing match, but it is on the pre-show, so. Okay. Uh, we move on to the next match and we'll wait and see because obviously we're a few minutes ahead yes. of, the, of, the, of the chat so if we move on to the next match and we'll keep on the chat and see what they say yeah is that okay? fine by me I, obviously I don't want to ruin things for people but at the same time my idea is pretty good <laughs> uh, we have in a stadium stampede match we have Eddie Kingston Penta El Zero, Zero Miedo and the best friends Orange Cassidy Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Utah with Proud and Powerful, uh, uh, Santana Ortiz. Um, why does this match exist? Why is this match on here? Oh, it was, it was in it. The last one was a couple of months ago, and he literally said it's the signature match of Double or Nothing. Was and that, this just feels like we need people to was that, hurry up. That was was that Stadium Stampede or was that Anarchy in the Arena? I thought it was Stadium Stampede, but to me they're quite similar as it is. If are you thinking of the one where Wild Thing get played by the live band with the uh, questionable masks? That's Anarchy in the Arena, isn't That's it? That's Anarchy in the Arena, yeah. Although the same sort of concept, Stadium Stampede was COVID era, um, as far yeah. as I'm aware. The I don't know if they've had one kind of since. If I'm watching at home, I'm going to be all hyped to see what they do, just because it's always a bit of fun. I mean, it could be an overbooked mess, but sometimes where you're constantly going from one crazy thing to another, it can be quite fun. In terms of in person, I don't know how it's going to work, because you've got, you, you've got to expect they're going to be going backstage and... I don't know how much is going to be going into the crowd. I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm thinking... We, we get to see Best Friends, so I'm a big fan of Best Friends, and I do think Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta specifically just really don't get utilised. It's awesome seeing Santana and Ortiz back, because I think Ortiz kind of floundered without Santana, and there was always the reports that they don't actually like each other, and Santana's on the way out. So I think them teaming up with Blackpool Combat Club is going to be quite interesting. Um... I think it's just kind of mixed emotions because I imagine it is going to be a fun match, but I just don't know from an in-person standpoint how well it's going to translate. And I think because... Uh, hmm. I have a feeling... I have a feeling it's going to be a Blackpool Combat Club win if I'm predicting the result, just because Best Friends... You know, this isn't an Orange Cassidy title match, but Best Friends don't often get the the big win um and eddie kingston is the kind of like almost like the the, the badass underdog who just doesn't yeah. really kind of get it done on the day so i would love the good guys to win but i feel that it's probably going to be a blackpool combat club win i agree 
Uh, the only thing that best friends ever win are those uh, parking lot brawls. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing they win. And, they, and they've been, they, those have been brilliant. I, I'm so glad I actually watched one of the recent Rampages, which had best friends v uh, Blackpool Combat Club, because again, it was just mental. Yeah, it seems like we're getting some re- some requests to to talk about the the other uh, zero hour match. Yeah, go for it. So it's Hook versus uh, Jack Jack Perry for the FTW title. And my my thing is this: he's been dealing with a lot of ECW people, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an ECW wrestler that has an amazing entrance. Uh, that could be a really good pop for eighty thousand people. If if that match is going down and then to Sandman hits, oh, <laughs> and Sandman just comes out and canes him to canes him and canes him, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Mainly because I want to hit into Sandman with eighty thousand people. Yeah, but you know they've they've been doing this ECW thing the whole way through, and uh, you know Tony loves his surprises. He does, and he'll pay the money for he'll pay the money for the music. Yeah, he will. Uh, that that could be cool. Um, I, in terms of if it is if it is Hook v Jack Perry, I would have to assume Hook wins because it didn't Jack Perry say the next match he has is going to be retiring the belt. Was that he's not a thing a few weeks ago? He's he's going to retire it on collision. Oh, okay. and, dur- and during and during the segment, oh. he gets attacked by Hawk. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Apol- I didn't. I didn't know that apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was supposed to. He was supposed to. They announced it for Dynamite, and it didn't happen, so they postponed it to Collision. Okay. Fair enough. Eddie's fair got enough. So. Uh, See you later, Eddie. Thanks for coming by. See you. Um. Okay, so yeah, I think Hook probably is going to get that personally. Um, yeah, he should. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe even with help from his dad, you know, well, a, a Taz mission here. If if Taz can still Taz can probably probably hook on a Taz mission. What uh, what do you what do you think of the uh, Jack Perry heel turn? That I think so it's far? great. Uh, as soon as he used Christian's kids to hide behind, I was like, yeah, I'm all in on this. Then I am all in on this. Okay. I, I, he, um, hmm, he's not convinced he get- me so far. Like his, I don't like the 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 music, and I like classical music, but it just seems jarring to me. And I just, he's giving me Austin Theory vibes on the mic, just in terms of level of charisma, which is quite harsh, I know. True, I, I think he's a little better than that. <laughs> but but uh, I think he, I think the key is to be humiliated in this, to lose the FTW belt. And immediately bounce back and win the international title, just out of nowhere. So it's yeah. like, oh, I might have, I might have lost this belt that isn't even sanctioned by the company, but I defeated everyone's favorite Orange Cassidy. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense because yeah, um, Orange Cassidy's got to drop that soon, hasn't he? Soon. I I do not understand why he's not in a singles match. It's the international championship. I think if Pac, because Pac's injured, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it would have been, or one of the ideas must have been Pack v um, Orange Cassidy because of Pack being in the UK. Um, I have to think that that has got to have been on the table just because they've got a bit of history. They've done some stellar matches, um, and it does feel like 
it's a bit of a disservice to Orange Cassidy, as with, I guess, a number of people, being in a multi-man match because he's been on a hot run of really good title defences where he gets absolutely fucking battered and then manages to still kind of pull it out in the end. And they've all been entertaining. Um, So where in the last week it's only been very recently this the the cementing of this this match it does kind of feel like will he be able to recapture that momentum with the the title defenses post all in maybe i don't know well, it's not like he's got long to wait for the next pay-per-view all out next week yeah which is it just it still seems dumb because which is where all the single matches are happening yeah well which is I, I will I will talk about my my annoyances once we've done this card. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, what what have we got yeah. next on the card? Then we've got uh, Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. A match up until this week, I didn't care for. Agreed. I have, I have no interest in seeing Chris Jericho um, in that style of match anymore. I. No offense to him, he's in his he's in his fifties, late forties. Oh, he's in his early fifties. I think he's like fifty-one or fifty-two. And and like he can he can still go, but there's going and then there's keeping up with someone like Will Ospreay. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a tall task. That being said, the interview and Dynamite from both of them really helped put something into this match for me. Made me go, okay, there's a little bit of an issue here because. The issue that was created before between Don Callis and, and Chris Jericho, I was just seeing as some kind of like, not comedy, but just kind of goofy. You know what I mean? Like, and people mm. hate Don Callis, and, but it was like, will he or won't he leave his group? And it's like, well, you should leave your group because it's been the same group pretty much. It's the inner circle in all but name and members. Yeah. You need to be. You need to be it's the less successful for, inner circle. And the, the inner circle didn't exactly light my world on fire. Um, but... I, I I liked them, but I wonder if that's because of Santana and Ortiz. Cause, exactly. Because they were the, the denominator taken out, and then it was like, eh. I mean, Matt, uh, Matt Menard and... Uh, I can never remember the other guy. Oh, Cool Han Ange. Yeah. Who's having good. a good hair day. That's his gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> they're good, but there was just something where... They need, he needed a break between going from the one group to the other group because they just felt like, oh, it's the same thing. Just other wrestlers. To me, anyway. Yeah. Um, they, they've really kind of turned it around because, yeah, I, I didn't care about the inner circle falling away and all that stuff. And it, what, what didn't really interest me. And the promo segment <clears throat> last week with Don Callis was such a convoluted way to get to the match with Will Ospreay. I thought, oh, wait, when he wait, was like, what? He, he was like, yes, I'll join you. Then he unna- then he unveiled the painting, and it was the painting. I was, was expecting like, ah. uh, expecting you to say no. Yeah, and it's like, well, in that case, why does anybody feel sorry for Jericho? Yeah, he already said yes. I'd rather be a complete git with you. So where's the sympathy coming for Jericho? Yeah. It Luckily, was... they've managed to rescue it this week by, you know, Will Ospreay being like, I need to make my money. Yeah, bruv. I've got to raise money for my kid, innit, bruv? I'm going to get millions. My contract's up with a few months, in it, bruv? And Damn like, it. No. I was going to get in it. I was going to get in it uh, at the end. Uh, sorry, mate. Innit? Pies and chips. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Osprey managed to. I mean, Jericho did his part, but. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a, there's a bit there. I hope it, it'll be a good match. Mm. Uh, I would have preferred, you know, to be honest, I would have preferred Osprey Omega just for the the crowd. Uh, and you know, I'm not a massive fan of Omega. I mean, um, yeah, Osprey but, Omega. Osprey, obviously, if he what? was uh, was wasn't injured, Danielson. Yes, well, uh, Daniel. Yeah. The, the rumors, the rumors were that uh, I, I, I thought they do. They weren't doing Osprey Omega because of New Japan wanting it, and basically, um, say what you will about him, but uh, Meltzer's come out and said they've they don't want they're not doing that. Like right. AW, AW could have done that, and I'm like, why didn't you? Why is like one of your top draws in a in a trios match? <laughs> uh, mm. And then the, the the Danielson match was supposedly going to be the rematch with, um, oh god, Okada, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously that didn't happen because of the injury. A pity. Yeah. A pity. Real shame, real shame. Uh, I think it's it's going to be interesting. It should be fun. I mean, we've had moments in the last two years with with Jericho where he'll have a he'll have a bad match or he'll have a moment where you think, oh bloody hell, you know, time's catching up with him. But then normally he'll then I don't know if it's just literally an off day or he sees things online and the next match he has he'll he'll have some really great moments and be able to pull it out the bag. Um, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how they play it um, to, to each other's strengths. Yeah, because, I mean, Osprey, and I guess this played into the promo when he was saying about you keep wrestling how you were, you're going to end up like your idol, Dynamite Kid, in a wheelchair. So maybe... I, I, I that thought might... that was particularly classless considering uh, he's not in a wheelchair anymore. He's dead. Well, yeah. He's been dead a while. So it's like... You can... Yeah, it's just... Like... That's like... Low-hanging low fruit. It's not, it's not so much that, but at least acknowledge that he died. Hmm. I don't. It's like it's like Jericho didn't remember he passed away. Yeah, he should have said the late, you know, Dynamite yes. Kid or something. Um, but yeah, maybe that's then going to play into the methodology of the match. Maybe we're going to have more of that slow, subdued, heavy hitting uh, Osprey Jer- that we've seen more of. If Jericho's got a weakness as a pro wrestler, it's this. If he's in there with a power guy. Like say he was in there with Rhino, mm. he'll try and he, his wrestling style is is to try and his, his psychology is to try and outpower them. Yeah. If he's in there with with a high flyer, his psychology is to try and hang with them as a as a high flyer, and that's how he structures his matches a lot of the time. And I don't think it will serve him well to to do that. He needs to switch to striking in order for the match to work, in my opinion, because you're not if, not only can he not hang as a high flyer with Will Ospreay at the moment, but even at his highest, highest, even at his like cruiserweight champion in WCW, he was never the high flyer Will Ospreay is. So, no. stick 30 years on top of that and whatever injuries, and I'm sure he'll pull something out because every time I think Jericho's going to have a disastrous match, he has like a great one with like Eddie Kingston or something. Yeah. So I need to learn to shut my mouth. Well, but, I, I imagine, I imagine it's going to be a slower paced affair. I imagine it's probably going to be um, more grounded because yeah, we'll 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 see some of the high flying from Osprey, but like you say, we're probably not going to see Jericho again outshined 
Um, so, well, we're, we're, not, we're going to see Jericho not wanting to get outshined, is what I mean. Yeah. Uh, who do you reckon is going to win, I guess, in terms of... It better uh, be Osprey. What's Osprey's, Osprey what's Osprey's win-loss record for AW appearances, I wonder, though? His win-loss record for being in the UK at a huge show it is we need a British person to win because Pac's not going to be here. Jamie Hayt is not going to be here. And people will be actively annoyed, I think, if Soraya wins. <laughs> yeah, true. Hmm, okay, yeah. I mean, o Osprey would be great to win. Part of me just doesn't want to uh, overlook... Jericho potentially having a bit of an ego about he could he's getting his ego struck by, by singing Judas though maybe that's the maybe that's the payoff he gets to he gets to play to a sold out Wembley yeah you get to sing you get to say that you performed uh, with Fozzy to 80,000 people but he's getting the one two three yeah okay that's I think that's fair <laughs> uh what's the next up on the car Paul oh yeah um Give me a second. It's the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page versus Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson, and Jay Roy, and Konosuke Takashida. <laughs> it always seems natural when you hear it on TV, but when you look at it to then read it, uh, it's yeah, always like Konosuke Takashida. <laughs> yeah. It's Konosuke uh, Takashida. I mean, that's the one. Uh, I... I kind of want... Oh, I'm obviously going to want the Golden Elite to go over. I want to keep this going. Uh, it, I'm, I'm worried they'll go for the good feeling moment. It, it's a mixed bag for me. Um, the Golden Elite I would have been hyped about prior to the um, Kota Ibushi's appearance in the Blood and Guts match. And I hope that the Blood and Guts match was just a bit of ring rust, a bit of, you know, I haven't been as active, injuries and time away and whatnot. So I'd hope that that's just a case of he was having a bit of an off day. You know, he's getting older. Plus, it's a Blood and Guts match. Like, you know, it's, you know, I wouldn't want to be like, it's my first match back. Let's, although he did take a back bomb into tax after the match, the bloody idiot. Which was <laughs> dumb. But yeah, when, when, I mean, when even just his opening, like, few minutes coming into the ring, it was, I, I remember being like, oh, awesome. Here's Kota Ibushi. For me, a non world uh, knowing wrestling fan, I was like, he was awesome for me in the, um, in the Cruiserweight Classic. I remember him being like a real standout. Like, um, but when he got into the ring, and yeah, he did look a little bit bigger than previous years, but you know that happens to people. It's just life. Um, it's not even that. It's the it's the stupid bumps he was taking in some of his Japanese matches, where it's like, hmm. oh, I'll take a dragon suplex on the apron and land high on my neck more than once. Yeah, well, like, that seems to be like uh, <laughs> some like, some of the spots you see from like New Japan or All Japan events. You think, why are you taking that? Bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate to sound like a fuddy duddy, but it's like there's there's times to take that. Like Tokyo Dome. All right, if you're gonna do it once, do it. Don't do it in in front of small crowds, which I've, I saw happen a few times. Yeah. Um, Bullet Club Gold. I I do. I am finding them more and more entertaining. Uh, the, initially, I was kind of quite skeptical after a few weeks because I was thinking. Jay White 
a lot of hype, you know, about him signing with AEW to begin with. I just started thinking I'm not really seeing it. Um, he is starting to shine a bit more, and I think that's a large part also due to Juice Robertson being absolutely crazy, and I love it. Um, yeah. Takeshita, though, is an interesting one. Because about two months ago, he had like white hot heel heat with Don Callis. And since then, where he's basically like a hired gun with his like black PVC jacket appearing every so often, I've lost a fair bit of interest in Takeshita kind of since that buzz period of him going heel aligning with Callis. Yeah, I, I, I think the this happens a lot with, with Tony's booking. Okay. It's gone. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> so I mean, you can keep you. Everyone can keep their Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Uh, was it for that was Forbidden Door, wasn't it? Yeah, they can keep that. I'll I'll take that two out of three falls match on on Collision all day long. So that, good, like oh, that's my match of the year so far. It's the Bang Bang Gang, baby. Um, but yeah, they're they're great. I I kind of think there's a there's a, there's a possibility they do win. Uh, because you want to continue the feud because Omega's got Takeshka at all in. Right, all okay. Over. So, do you want to decisively beat them? I suppose you have to make him take the pin. But uh, with the with the with the other section of the elite, I think winning the tag belts, I think you can afford to let one of them lose. And it would pro I'd imagine it would be um Well, initially I was thinking maybe Ibushi taking the pin, but I guess in terms of storyline, if Takeshita was able to pin Omega through shenanigans, that would then add a lot of Don Callis fuel uh for the next week's promos before um all out, you know, to kind of go, look, Takeshita's pinned the supposed god of wrestling and all that stuff. So And I don't think I don't think Omega's above being the one to take the pin. No, I don't. I don't think he is. I, I, I do actually think he's quite unselfish when it comes yeah. to that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and and to be and to be able to say, not only to say we beat Kenny Omega, we beat Kenny Omega in front of the largest crowd in wrestling history. A yeah. lot of that is going to be. It'll always be in front of the largest crowd in wrestling history. Yeah, um, and I, I think it will do good for Bullet Club Gold to get the win because whilst they've been growing. <laughs> getting very entertaining and they've had you know the the matches with with ftr we don't want to potentially fall into the trappings which i don't think we are yet but time is always going to come up come up we don't want to fall into the trapping of well they're really awesome but they always lose the the, yes. the, the big event you know we don't want to have almost that's the bray white syndrome of really yeah, awesome that's where i think uh of what's his name? Uh, the underdog you caught said it earlier is in the stadiums. Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that's where I think Eddie Kingston is. Eddie yeah. Kingston should have should have been at least TNT champion for a while by now. Yeah. Did he? Actually, did he win that? No, he's, never, he's, he's, he's not won a belt in um, in AEW. I mean, it's you know you don't want to let them get that way. And if you get and uh, as Mister Price is saying, you have other members of Bullet Club. In the country for Rev Pro the night before, so okay. perhaps you do a face-off between the Bullet Club factions. That would in make sense. For Kenta is in there, and Bullet Club War Dog with uh, Finley. They've they've mentioned 
being the premium version, haven't they? They they've definitely made some comments on some recent promos. I don't know about this week, Listen, but a yeah. premium version had Jeff Jarrett in it. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> now let's you know. I, I know he's I the Leatherface champion, but you know, <laughs> your champion, sir. My champion. champion. Oh god. Now be fair. I haven't mentioned Miley Cyrus once. <laughs> <laughs> will i never escape this <laughs> you can either have the leatherface champion is your champion i'll take i'll take it back. i'll take it i'll take leatherface i'll take i'll jeff jarrett's my champ <laughs> all hail king jeff that's another thing we can, we can uh, edit to a beat somewhere <laughs> i'm gonna end up getting cancelled aren't i <laughs> <laughs> oh <Excuse> dear <laughs> well so, moving yeah. on from who was winning that did we actually make a, make a decision or did we I, say the, the book of gold i think it would be one i i think it makes sense storyline wise for book of gold and also like we said i i don't want them to fall into the trappings of well they you know they talk of a big game and they do shenanigans but they don't win the payoff match um because that's that's something that does happen obviously in every promotion but in aw that you know there's been like the curse of jericho for a little while where people would feud with him and ultimately even though they win the feud it but by fe- being in a feud with him they don't go, a black hole you, is a, you is a black hole yeah yeah and obviously we mentioned eddie kingston as well where it's just like the the, the plucky underdog but just they always lose at the end i think for them there is absolutely no harm, but only purely positives, them winning. What's the positives of the Golden Elite winning? I mean, you've got two former world champions there. They don't need the They're win. They're ridiculously over. They are ridiculously yeah. over. Do you, do you want that crowd to be at their peak? Or do you want to annoy them? That's the worry you're going to have. Yeah. I mean, they're both like... I mean, Hangman has hasn't really had that much in-ring stuff to do properly I, th- I can't remember for quite a little while but he's of that level where his music hits people lose it and obviously kenny omega's kenny omega his music hits people lose it um ibushi obviously has the legacy element but in terms of aw he's obviously only featured once but i i just think it's going to be so much up upwards um momentum bullet club gold because they can brag about it for ages but that's also another thing you got to take into account the last big match the Elite had, they did they come out on top of? I can't even remember whether they won. I thought I think Blackpool Combat Club won, didn't they? Um, uh, I f- blood and guts. No, 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 they won because they was that the one where they choked out? Um, because <clears throat> the production, surprisingly, production missed the moment, but they were choking out um, uh, Utah, and but it was yes, Moxley yes. that quit or something. But it was one of those things where you're watching it going, oh. Oh, they've won. Wait, what happened? Because yeah, production right. missed the okay. spot. So, so they're coming off a victory. I was just thinking, two high-profile losses is not a good thing to do to your top stars either. Though. I did, I did think Blackpool Combat Club has won as well because they normally do in those matches. But no, yeah, I do remember the end because it was a bit like production. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of their production, I can't wait to see Stadium Stampede. Now you've mentioned that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it going to be a case of we're then watching the screens and then the is screens that- are missing all the moments? So we're like. And that's, I'm then going to have to explain to Victoria because she's never going to have seen a stadium stampede match or a Anarchy in the Arena match. So she's going to be going, wait, why have they all just run off backstage? What's happening? Like, we've got to watch the screens now, dear. Here's the, here's the bad way I would do it, but the safest way I'd do it. Pre-record the opening. 
fight on the big screen mm. and have them come out to the ring to end the match. Yeah. That way you don't miss anything because you, you're able to record it and capture it. And then yeah. you get the pop when they come out. But then True. again, I wouldn't be booking this match anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. So, so okay, keep pushing me on. We've got Darby <laughs> All In and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Uh, let's not even dignify this. Uh, Darby and Sting are winning this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it, I mean... It, it'll be great. We, we, we talked earlier on about the uh, strange booking with the Don Callis, the, the convoluted booking there. Um, if people haven't seen Dynamite, and it, it occurred on last night on Fight TV in the UK. I'll be on ITV uh, a bit later on the week. But AR Fox isn't in the match uh, anymore. And Darby Allen, without batting an eyelid, was like, take my hand, man. I still love you. you you're the reason I'm in the business. When I'm pretty sure AR Fox tried to murder his protege two weeks ago. Yes. In in in, in his home gym. Home literally. invasion. I thought blood that was everywhere. One of the best angles they've done, and it was like, oh, AR Fox can't get a visa or something. Uh, let's turn him baggy face. Not injure him before the match, so he has to be replaced. But totally take him out of the heel faction and turn him baby face in an angle that is so stupidly stupidly done it's about four weeks worth of tv they could have done yeah. in about 20 minutes it was mm-hmm. annoying and then we had the moment and don't get me wrong i'm very happy that we're seeing christian cage because he's awesome he's no doubt going to be some doing some good stuff on the mic the fact he rests in a turtleneck again i think is incredibly funny but you also then have the moment on uh, me and me and uh, my girlfriend be watching dynamite on friday so i can get to do a bit of homework i'm sure she's going to oh. ask the question <laughs> When... graduated from Tessie's homework to Tessie's giving homework. I'm giving homework now. The question is going to be raised, I imagine, because I had the same question. Well, AR Fox is out of the match. Who's going to tag now with Swerve Strickland? Obviously, we've got Christian Cage. That's great. But we had the enormous monster Brian Cage stood there who had just destroyed AR Fox not but 30 seconds earlier. Yeah. And he just stood there like, oh, you don't know who we've got. I'm thinking, why aren't you wrestling? <laughs> Yeah, in fact, I bet he's thinking that. Can yeah. you imagine how gutting that must be? You're in this, you're in this company, you're in this this group. But nah, we're not going to take you to to the UK. Forget it. Oh, uh, it. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Like I say, double edged sword. We're getting Christian Cage. Brilliant. That's that's going to be Christian fun. It'll, it'll infinitely make the match better. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be doing his shenanigans. It's going to be great. But again, it's. Dynamite this week I, I thought was great, but in terms of there's just a few moments where you have to do real logical gymnastics and think, wait, what? <laughs> Why have they done that? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. But a coffin match. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah fine. Right. I hope Sting dies off something cool. And I hope he doesn't hurt himself. Yeah. Just I hope, I hope Sting does something cool so that I can imagine, imagine Lawrence losing his mind. Oh yeah! Oh well, yeah! I, I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence to is going to be hyped anyway. Like, oh, yeah, there. he's a big Sting fan. That's one of the things that he's always wanted uh, for the show. So yeah, he's going to love it. It's Sting. Uh, who do you reckon? So you reckon? Yeah, Darby and Sting winning. Yeah, it's not. It's not even close. You don't have a makeshift team and then have the the regular team lose. Do you, do you, 
do you anticipate them having an equaliser? Because you've got to imagine Christian Cage is going to have Luke Chisaurus ringside. And this is a coffin match. It's Wardlow. going to be anything goes. Wardlow? Why not? Wardlow's doing nothing. Hasn't done anything oh, God, for a while. He's doing nothing. His Would be a... star power has just been... It's like a, it's like a, not a memory graph, which is the heartbeat monitor. Like a heartbeat monitor, it's up, it's down, it's mm. up, it's down. It's ridiculous. It's like they, he, he gets to a certain point in a, in a feud or in terms of, um, you know, like being over, and then like actually no, like I don't know if maybe he does something to rob people up backstage. Maybe I've no idea. I'm not going to speculate, but it is just baffling how. He has these moments of getting over and then just out of nowhere, it's like, oh, it's just been dropped. Like The same thing happened to um, Hobbs. He's there, he's not there. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued by what they're doing in Collision. Um, so I just hope that they don't do what they do, as you say, with Hobbs, where he starts rolling, he's destroying people. Oh, yeah, it's gone now. Three months later, oh, Will Hobbs is back. Well, where was he? Yeah. <laughs> What's the explanation? This time he's got a book. It's like a Malibu Stacey with a hat. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, I've always kind of thought, what, what, I mean, I like books, but what is in this book that he's banging on about? Uh, it's it's not the best book in wrestling. The best book in wrestling, I think, was uh, it was in WCW, and it was Kevin Sullivan, and he was giving, I think, Cactus Jack a book to read in the corner to calm him down, and the book was called I'm in Urgent Need of Advice. I was like, that's a great book. That's a great book to give a mad person. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, this book of Hobbs thing I don't get. And obviously, Hobbs is going to be fighting Miro at mm. All Out. So there is that. He's doing something, but yeah, just up and there, up and there. Yeah, shame that. Shame. I mean, well, it's going to be awesome for, for All Out, but obviously it would, been good to, it would have been good to see, but we have already got a fairly bloated card. Man. Yeah. And the next match on this fairly bloated card is the House of Black versus the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. But not just any Billy Gunn. You see, Daddy Ass isn't going to be at all in. Badass Billy Gunn is. Mm-hmm. There was a huge pop for this. And I'm like, they're the same dude. It's not like you wrestle any differently. Like, unless you're going to, unless Road Dog isn't working for WF at the moment, I've, I've missed that. And you're going to get the intro. What's the difference? Well, I mean, you say that, but people, people, you know, aren't prepared for Painmaker Jericho when he comes out. You know, I'm very, <laughs> I swear to God, if he comes out as the Painmaker, I'll laugh my ass off. It's it's ridiculous. It's one of those things where it's like your move set isn't different, your attire isn't much different. Come on, what your is att- this? Your attire is worse. <laughs> yeah, um... I got spooky makeup on. <laughs> Don't, yeah, the acclaim the acclaimed are cool, but I thought the changing from daddy ass to badass Billy Gunn as a big like, oh, now you've really done it was so. <laughs> it would be better if daddy ass got got his revenge. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm I'm hyped for it. I mean, House of Black, I'm hyped to get to see them because they are awesome. They um, are awesome. They're about to lose, but they're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, the acclaimed are going to get the big win because that's the way, I mean... They've had this the whole return of Billy Gunn. They've been getting beaten down the last uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, pretty severely by House of Black. Uh, so yeah, it's good. This is going to be the big pop, the big uh, babyface win match, or one of them, definitely. Yep, Agreed. should be good. 
Exactly, exactly. So we've got one trios tag match. Now we've also got uh, the World Tag Team Championship match next, haven't we? The World Tag Team Championship match. We have the best tag team in the world, FTR, uh, versus the Young Bucks. <laughs> uh, yes, we, this for a lot of people was the big match they'd announced, and I was like, great. Because I, I found this with a lot of the card. They've managed them to to pair up acts that I like with acts that I despise. <laughs> so it's like, oh, great. I, I don't, not only do I not want the people that are definitely going to win, win, there's no way the Bucks aren't winning this. Um, uh, I, I don't like the Bucks. I've said it many a time. Um, but I have to watch my favorite tag team lose to them. <laughs> Uh, and for a few, I think the first like two or three uh, matches that were announced, I was like, damn it, I love that person, but I have no interest in the other side of the match. <laughs> uh, but they, they've, they've evened it out. They've evened it out and they've pulled some of them back. Good match. It's, it's uh, going to be a good match. Um, I mean, the, as much as I have grown over AEW's tenure to find the Young Bucks good initially because i really hadn't seen very much of them outside of their brief time and impact a few years before um i've gone from thinking oh the books are good they're really athletic and whatnot to then just finding them a bit of a joke and predictable uh which sounds very harsh and if people love the books you know they are very popular um but yeah i mean the, their matches are very much you know get nick in he doesn't load a whole ton of high spots please go for a pin Please go for a pin. <laughs> I'm begging you. It's been 20 minutes since the last yeah. attempt. Go for a pin. Matt comes in mm -hmm. acting like he's, uh, like he's, you know, five inches taller than he actually is and about 30 pounds musclier than he actually is. He ends up then having back, back pain and eventually gets the hot tag and Nick then does another high spot thing for about 10 minutes. But, and I digress. Yeah. I, I, did, I did like the promo bits because... As much as I do like FTR, I did quite like uh, Matt pointing out, look, I don't care about your family and talking about your daughter because there was a period where every promo was FTR bold as his known going, oh, I do this for my kid and it's all for my kid and i got to raise my family and I do all this work for my kids. Like, they don't help themselves, do they? Yeah. They like, really don't. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I agree with the young pucks, but I don't care about your family. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's going to be a good match, but yeah, I, I do kind of feel a bit resigned to Young Bucks winning and I don't want them to win because I find them <laughs> predictable. Yeah. Uh, the, the way I look at it is the Young Bucks couldn't have had the chain match with the Briscoes. No. And then had the two out of three falls match this year with uh, Bullet Club Gold because they're two totally different matches. Yeah. They don't have that range, whereas no. FTR can have a match with anyone and make it look golden. Yeah. Um, and I know it makes me sound like a right cornet, but I'm not that bad. I'm not like, no. I'm not like wishing these people death or anything like that or saying they're destroying the business <laughs> or any of that rubbish. Uh, I just don't rate them as highly as everyone else. And when everyone else rates them so highly it can get you can feel like you're on the outside looking in and being like is, do i just not get it is it? yeah I, I agree with um 
with Fran in the chat. I always preferred motor city machine guns over the Bucks generation, me and TNA. Yeah, motor Infinite city machine guns yeah. were my team because I guess when when I was watching TNA, they were to me, I guess, like the next iteration of the Hardy Boys of that kind of. There's an attitude there, high flying, fast, fast paced action, and yeah, generation me. Thinking about it, yeah, their matches there were kind of the same as now, just obviously with a lot less flash and still we're not really going to sell much. Um, oh, we'll have, we, need, we need to get off this, otherwise I'll talk about the number of tags they oh, don't do. And the other thing, the other thing, <laughs> there was a match with them, not this week, it must have been last week, uh, last week, and they started doing something which I think they must do all the time. Not to go on a Young Bucks uh, rant, but they must do it all the time. But I've, you know, sometimes the penny drops and you notice something, and then once you notice it, you're always going to notice it. Yeah. And it was them shouting out catchphrases during the match, like Nick going "Watch out!" or like "Heads up!" blam, and then just do. I just thought, Christ, are you guys still like thirteen or something? <laughs> that might have been cool when you play out in the wrestling match as a kid. But it's like, oh, so cheesy. And that might just be me being an old man, but you know, you know when that was cool when they were in Japan, and crowds were crowds were more silent during the matches, because that's when heels can be like telling each other to go f off and stuff yeah. like that, and you can hear all that trash talk. Then it's a little cooler when you just notice it still, and you're like, change your thing, change something, anything, change your look, change, just change. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, do something different, please. Yeah. Um, oh, so I, I really thought someone was going to, the chat were going to, you want about? They're the best team ever. I'm so happy that like, <laughs> that, like people have been like, nah, the motor shit machine guns were better. And they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm still hurting that the one time they appeared on an AW card, it was a six man tag. Cause yeah. Um, yeah, wasn't it like um, Jay Lethal was with them? That, that sounds it? right. Yeah. Against, FTR with I can't think of who the third man on their team was but I just remember thinking why isn't it a tag team and then a singles match why do they need to be a six man yeah meshing it together um okay so now we're on to the one and only announced women's match on the card yes uh Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, please let Shida retain. Or giving what? her that big win on Dynamite the other day. Oh, was it Collision? I think it was Dynamite the other, the other week. What did you think about the waste? win? If it just felt like it came out of nowhere to me. It came out of somebody holding up a sign that said, book the women better. <laughs> And they panicked. Yeah, they I did a couple of weeks of just having random women's matches as the main event. Like, I, I think she is really good. So she's worth being it. champion. She's worth being champion. But to take it off her now just makes the whole thing look really silly, which is a shame because Tony Storm is probably going to get well received there. Soraya is probably going to get well received there. Britt Baker is probably going to get well received there. Sheeda might be the least popular person in that match. Yeah, and I think they've changed her music as well in the last few weeks to something that just seems a little bit more generic than what she had before. Um, I, I, I want to say it's just the last few weeks, but I'm sure she's had the same theme since she kind of started, and now it's a bit more like the typical thing where it's kind of a bit heavy rock, but there's also this kind of, you know, like a, 
um, Asian sort of tinge to it that they t tend to do with like you know um, with with foreign wrestlers uh, in American promotions. Um, I don't know who I'd want to win this. I I do quite like Tony Storm's weird Sunset Boulevard kind of character. Um, to begin with, I was thinking, what are they doing here? But now I don't know. I quite like it because she seems I very think it's unhinged. I think it's better if she becomes more unhinged because she loses. Yeah, I think if she becomes more disassociated and more crazed, I think it works even better. Soraya, you know, all power to her, but I just don't think she's what they expected, what they hoped for. Her her booking has she's, been weird. She's over here doing all the um, media as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, which obviously is a, is a wise move. Brit is working on a broken neck, pretty much, by the sounds of it, or a, a massive back problem. Yeah, and and to be honest, is easily the weakest in ring out of the four of them. And uh, she's a great. Uh, well, yeah, you you watched you watched that uh, reality TV. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I, I watched the one episode and went, "Oh, this is what this is." I'm not watching any more of this. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just like I like Tony Schiavone saying to her, "Look, just forget about um, Thunder Rosa and just stop, just focus on your own crap. Like, stop it." Uh, I felt oh, bad for is it Sakurai? I felt really bad for her mm. because I, I was just on I was just on X. I was just, I said I was going to call it Twitter. So I was going to call it Twitter. I was just on Twitter, and she's like, oh, "I didn't make all in this year. I hope they go back to Wembley because she's a huge. Uh, obviously, she's a huge Freddie Mercury and Queen fan. Yeah, uh, and uh, she's like, I hope they. And like I said with Jericho, it's not the same venue. It's on the same spot, but like, um, but she's like, yeah, I hope they go back. I really. And I was like, oh, that's kind of bad that you couldn't like squeeze her in in some kind of battle royal because. Mm. <laughs> She she's not featured for a while, at least on she's not, Dynamite. She's I was going to say, there's no dark and dark elevation. No. Is there? So yeah, unless she's been on Rampage, I haven't seen her for ages. Um, when it's when it's someone's entire gimmick, I'm like, ah, you know. Well, the last time, last them. few times she's been on, she's got like more of a kind of queen or like uh, empress sort of thing. She's, she's changed yeah. from the Freddie Mercury thing. Well, that's what Freddie Mercury wore at the end of the concert at Wembley, a big oh. flowing gown and a crown. <laughs> <laughs> so she's still doing the Freddie Mercury gimmick. She's just not in the jacket with the fake, the fake moustache. Uh, at, at least I'm still taking it as a Freddie Mercury gimmick because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, so who do you think is going out with the women's title? Do you think Sheeda's retaining? Semi Sakura, I knew I'd messed it up. Oh, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm uh, the worst. I feel, I think she is retaining. I I think I th I kind of think yeah. <laughs> I think she's the one with, out out of the four that I don't think is gonna keep is gonna have the bout by the end of it. I see Tony Storm with her character. I see, and if Tony Storm got it back, you could then, you know, depending on the time scale in the future of Jamie Hayter and her, run it back as they say. Soraya yeah. for the British pop, but then she has I featured think, so intermittently. Um, I who think Tony get just as big a British pop. She was over here for years playing a craft. Like she was a mainstay. She was doing 
shows with in front of like fifty people. Yeah, true, true. But I think your your eighty thousand strong are probably going to be far more familiar with Paige slash, you know, the the film or whatever. Fighting with my family. Yes, um, of course. So I think that's. I always just, forget that exists. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Um, but but then also, Tony loves Brit. And she is very good on the mic, as much as her, you know, her shortcomings have kind of been focused on a little bit more. She isn't terrible in the ring. She isn't terrible in the ring. She's not she's terrible just, in the ring, but she's just she she pushes herself to the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to do something that I probably shouldn't be doing, and it's going to look bad when I could just stick to the more simple stuff and have good matches. Yeah, I, I mean, as much as this is a stacked card, it's a shame that we don't have a Chris Statlander. Um, yeah, where's TBS the TBS title now? Because I mean, Chris Statland since returning, badass. She's yep. cool as hell. I'd have been much who, more. I'd have been much knows? more interested actually in that belt, to be honest, than the AEW Women's Four Way. On zero, they might add four more matches for. We know what Tony's like. <laughs> oh God, don't we know what Tony's like? Um, so I'm going for Sheeta. I don't know who you're going to go for. Oh, I. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Tony purely on the basis that she has been getting a lot of she's she's been out of the four getting more mic time which is crazy when you consider the one of the four is Britt Baker um who for the longest time was the woman with the microphone in AEW um Tony has been having her segments so it just feels like there's a bit more of a plan for her or in terms of character so yeah I, I, I'm going to go Tony, but it could be any of them, really, I guess. Yeah, I could, I, could, I, was say, I could see any of them. I'm just hoping they don't turn that win into... And it was two weeks later with someone else. Because it's someone who sues the point of, like, hey, do some booking. <laughs> well, that, that it's the difficulty. We have, we have WWE where you have title reigns that go on for 6 to 12 to 14 whatever months. And, that, and with AEW, they were doing good length reigns, but hot potatoing really damaged the TNT championship for a while considering when it had started yeah. it had been it started as a brand new title which then became quite prestigious I or st- I still don't think it's recovered no I think Christian Cage with his reign is doing great stuff but I think they've yeah. got to keep hold of it or Christian Cage yeah. is 100% legitimate reign yes yeah yeah he's doing great stuff for it what we don't need is for them to just lose it at the first opportunity. Like, keep keep having nefarious means or pulling bullshit with the Luchasaurus. Um, but that's the only way for the time being I can see them recovering its prestige because it just it 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 just lost a lot of uh, a lot of heat. I think. Yes. Speaking of lost a lot of heat, <laughs> our next match is CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. CM Punk. CM Punk, CM Punk, for the, the Golden Vampire, <laughs> which was a, a an old school Ring of Honor uh, a reference, apparently that I didn't even know. So I'd heard that I'd heard people pontificating that apparently it was uh, a little bit of a double nod to Edge with his contract because of the Conquistadors and the Brood. Don't I know. heard it was an ROH thing, so who knows? That, that probably makes more sense. It's probably just literally a coincidence for the Edge stuff. Now, you didn't, being being the punk guy that I am, despite the fact that I know he's you know quite the dick, 
I am, I am a punk guy. Uh, you'd think I'd be salivating for this match, the return for 2004-5 Punk versus Joe. Yeah. And I really would be. Apart from the fact they did this like three weeks ago. They did Punk versus Joe about three weeks ago. They, and They did. The, but the thing is, they had Punk beat Joe. The story was, Punk has never beaten Joe. And if that was still the story, I'd be like, okay, let's go. Even if they'd had that match and then Punk had, uh, Joe had still won, you'd still have the story of CM Punk, the supposed best in the world, cannot beat Samoa Joe. True. But I guess that's then fueling Joe's story of where he's been demanding the match and his just his rage at also how, how he lost the match, that it was, it was a roll-up, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I don't, I'm not so fussed with the history purely because I'd, I'd never saw any of their Ring of Honor stuff. Um, so it's not, it's not, I'm not that close to it from that aspect. Um, but I like what Joe's been doing, whether he's been appearing and attacking Punk during one of Punk's matches and then Punk accepting and it's the Royal oh, like World Championship, but it is also quite strange how... No one's come out to say no. MJF is the world, real world champion, and MJF hasn't, as far as I'm aware, addressed it because obviously he has his own storyline. The next pay per view, the next week, is in Chicago. Oh. I fully expect between that week, uh, something to be like, hang on, wait a minute. I've been a bit distracted with, with this. What the hell do you mean you're the real world champion? Yeah. Yeah, don't be wrong. I'm, I've fully enjoyed what Joe and Punk have been doing. I just wish they'd saved this map. This, this doesn't feel as big an event as it could be because it had been recently done when it hadn't been done for, you know, over a decade before then. This yeah, is, true. This is like, it's Punk versus Joe. I, I saw it at International Showdown in Coventry for the Wrestling Channel Super Show. Uh, that was fun in a really small British ring. I obviously watched all the the um, the Ring of Honor matches, the Ring of Honor trilogy. They were awesome. There's going to be an awesome match, provided he gets time. I hope it does. Um, and it's probably the match I was looking forward to most. That might now be Jericho Osprey after after mm. this weekend. Um, as as We'll get onto the we'll get onto the main event, and I'll talk about my reservations for that as well. <laughs> but I think I think it's going to be good. I think Punk's going to win. Yeah, I think Punk's winning. You've um, got to keep that. You've got to keep that real world title gimmick going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jamo, uh, Jamo. I was going to say Jamo or so. Then Jamo or so. Jamo or so. He's also he's already the Ring of Honor TV t- uh, champion, isn't he? Um, yes. I yeah, I don't see them giving him both. Um I mean Christ it's 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 a match sanctioned for the belts that has got to give the, the belts some, you know, legitimacy. So yeah, I, I think CM Punk retains it and uh Samoa Joe just goes absolutely mental post match, maybe. Yes, that is how I see it. Or yeah. You don't hear from him, and he just turns up on Ring of Honor TV and destroys every match. 
just comes out, kills everyone, and then leaves. And the next match starts, he comes out, kills everyone, leaves. And well, <laughs> well, if I can't, if I keep being screwed out of totals in AEW, I'm just going to dominate Ring of Honor again. I remember uh, back in NXT when um, they had a few weeks hyping up the debut of the new hotshot called Dan Mather, and then it was, I think it was Dan Mather, and then the day of his uh, his match, his debut on NXT, Samoa Joe just killed him, and we never saw him again. <laughs> awesome. That was brilliant. Utterly awesome. Um, and then we get to our main event, when I'm sure we're all very, very tired but hyped to see this, but at the same point, we've probably digested about seven hours of wrestling at this point. Um, mm-hmm. No, maybe not seven hours, maybe six. Ah, it's a it's a light it's a light snack. Then we can we can settle in for the rest of the night. I'm sure this is going to go two hours. <laughs> oh god. Uh, this has been very well done. Very well done. The problem is, it's almost been too well done. Mm. In that, I don't want, I don't want the team to break up. But if the team doesn't break up, I don't think this event has the big moment that you can play over and over again. It doesn't have Andre versus Hogan stare down that WWE put on every flipping hype package they're ever going to have. You know what I mean? You need something like that. And maybe they'll get that from another match. My concern is that I don't want MGF to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't want the team to break up. Uh, but I think, I think it needs to for the story. But number one, I think what's going to happen, as I said with the opening match, I think... Um, what's the name of that group now? Aussie the, Open? No, oh, no. The Kingdom. The, I think the Kingdom are going to come out in the opening and attack... Um, Adam Cole? Cole. Yeah, I keep going to call him Michael Cole and I'm like, that is not right and he's really embarrassing. Michael so. Cole versus MJF. <laughs> That'll put butts in seats. Vintage Michael Cole. <laughs> Vintage. Um, I think they're going to come out in the opening and attack Adam Cole and mm. then in the closer it's going to turn out to be a swerve and they're going to come out and destroy MJF and Cole's going to win the world title that way. And the one thing I do not want is Adam Cole. Anywhere near the world bloody title. Oh, how come? His main event matches are all the same. They all turn into 30 or 40 minute plunder matches when he's actually a, he's a good wrestler, but it just turns into, oh, let's see, oh, I found a change from somewhere. I've pulled back the ring mat. I've, it's just like, no, dude, have a good wrestling match. You'll do well with that. Stop doing. Oh, he had the he had the speaking of chain. He had that match with Jericho, didn't he? And that was just a mm-hmm. bit of a that. I remember just being a bit all like his, hmm, all his NXT matches were like that. They were just like oh now it's now I'm outside we and we're on we're on a forklift or some other stupid thing. And it's just like nah man, be a wrestler. He'd be good at that. Mm. But he doesn't. Whenever he's the top guy, he doesn't seem to want to do that. <laughs> at least in recent memory, maybe I, you'll prove me wrong. I guess I guess what we could hope for, because I know we're all thinking, is it going to be Cole that does the swerve, or is it going to be MJF that does the swerve, and who's going heel for that moment? I guess what we could always end up having is whoever wins, there's a moment when you think they're going to get attacked from behind, but then they end up hugging it out, and I think a hugging out is going to still make the crowd erupt. 
Yeah. Unless um, MJF Kangaroo kicks him. My my personal, my ideal booking, if I didn't want, if I didn't hope there was going to be a big title change, is this. They both go to back, backstab each other, like right at the start. <laughs> and they both realize that's what they're doing. And they're just like, ah. And they just like <laughs> laugh about it. And they're just like, all right, let's just have a wrestling match. Let's just have a match. Come on now. Yeah, I, I think it'll work. be good. I mean, any match with MJF in is great. Anytime mm. he's on the on the microphone, I hope there's some kind of development though. If you're putting him in the opener and the closer, you know, maybe you in, maybe you injure them and say like, oh, you know, they might not be able to make it, and you do the whole they're coming out injured. Yeah, yeah, and I guess Cole would be the obvious one because of his injury woes, you know, in the past. Um, but I think it and would you... almost be more interesting if MJF was to pick up an injury um, and how Cole would react to that and also if MJF would maybe try and use that to get out of the match because, I mean, he wasn't hyped about being in two matches initially anyway. No. Um, yeah, I, either way, I think it's going to be it's gonna be an insane main event. And like I say, I've thoroughly enjoyed their teaming. All of the skits have just been absolutely hilarious. And more often than not, when it comes to humor in wrestling, um, there's moments, or you know, WWE and AEW, where I always think, oh, they're going for humor, but it comes off a little bit corny or a little bit cheesy. Kind of like, you know, the tropes when you've got heels who always nefariously laugh about something all the time, even though, what are you laughing at? Who said the joke? Um, yeah. But their stuff has been genuinely funny yeah it's been, it's, been, it's been really funny i've managed to get the double clothesline of all things to be the most popular move in the company yeah they did it in like a fortnight as well it was scary how um how good they are at making people care yeah which is quite i want to keep them together but i think if you keep them together i'd be a bit gypped if something doesn't happen during this event some big storyline. Maybe it's not in the main event. Maybe there's a, another thing you can do for a story coming out of this that makes you go, that was worth going to. Yeah. Because there is no there is no Hogan Andre. There is no huge main event, WrestleMania, oh my God, I have to see this match. Really. There's a lot of good matches. Yeah. But there's, n- there's nothing that if you'd announced it first would have drawn 80,000 people. I I think with um with my kind of view on this card um is for me I don't really because of the different matches the different varieties and a lot of the storylines going into the matches or the potential outcomes. For me there isn't too much scope for um disappointment. So going into Clash at the Castle the last big live wrestling, you know, event that I attended with only half the people in it and think how loud that was (laughs) think how loud that was when Edge came out I'll have to bring these with me and it'll be double that Um, a lot of the story there was like you know Roman is on his momentous run could Drew do it and WWE they they did what they did well what they do well and that's making you believe that this this could be the guy you know maybe just maybe they could do it and obviously that didn't go that way and and whatever um but with this card it's not as if mjf's on like a two-year run where we're thinking someone's got to do it 
you know, I, I'd be intrigued with how he retains, or if Adam Cole was to win. It's a, you know, not so much. The I don't name. mind if he. I don't but, mind if he retains and there's no title change. I just want. I want a step in a story, and I'm worried for quite a lot of it. There isn't that like, there isn't really a step in a story for any of the elite matches because you've already got the next match set out for next week. Mm. Um, there isn't a story set out for the... They're over the culminations of stories, which is good, like the daddy ass. I imagine that'd be the culmination. But there's nothing that makes you go, oh, I was there when this happened. To my mind, anyway. Maybe the tag title's changing. Maybe I'd be more pleased was... about that. I was there to see uh, Billy Gunn win his final ever title as a trios. True, true. I was there to see the Young Bucks do their shtick for half an hour and oh, God, steal he's the pants. Half an hour as well, isn't it? Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just, ex- maybe I was just expecting too much, but when you sell it as the largest wrestling event in the world, to me to put on just another wrestling card, no matter how good it is, it's just kind of like, all right, but what? what's the thing that makes you go, damn, I was, I was there when this immense thing happened, and I can't see what that will be. If, and maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe I am. Maybe the, maybe the event, immense thing is being part of that crowd. Mm. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, maybe uh, I'm expecting too much. I was there when Sting dived off a double-decker bus. <laughs> he would as well. That's the worrying yeah. thing. Yeah, Fran, I saw Sting's last coffin match. There you go. And this is probably going to be Sting's last match in England, I would imagine. You've you got to think, unless they're going to plan to come back. You know, um, you've got to think that there's a ticking time clock on... Uh, a ticking time bomb on on Sting's in ring career. I don't know. I think I think it's going to be really good. It doesn't help, of course, it, that uh, all, all really out good. is a week later, and we have got a lot of multi man matches, which is doing think, a bit of a disservice. But I think that's my thing. There's no match where I'm like Blood Feud. Want to see this? Yeah, but I guess I guess what Blood Feuds do they currently have? In general, I mean, yeah, we've got some if singles matches. About this card for six months. True. The, ori- the original All In was booked better than this card, and that was booked on YouTube. Was was it booked better than this card? Hey, man, Flip Gordon had a better booking for all, for for the original All In than 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 any storytelling in this because it was long term. People cared about. Basically, not like a lot of it was silly booking, but it was long term. It was like built towards this. To me, has felt like they've known about it for six months, and in the last month, gone. Suppose we better book this eighty thousand seat arena card. Uh, but let's not. You know what I mean? It's felt really. Well, good. It's, it's going to be really good. I've no doubt about because AEW in ring is usually a really good time. But the fact they haven't sat down and gone, there's the match. Let's work to it for this length of time. Make yeah, people want it. 
but I don't think that's um, too dissimilar to a number of other AEW pay-per-views. Like, people had said, oh, we're in August, they haven't booked any matches for All In. I mean, I'm pretty sure Forbidden Door, they only started booking matches like two weeks beforehand. And, and I'm just... One of the concerns people had was, oh, you know, is All In going to be a B-show for All Out? Because All Out's a week later. Do they really talk about All Out? at all in the same capacity that they do on as all in on dynamite and collision true i mean I guess it, all in all out sort of south seeming more like the b show in terms of the coverage in the month leading up to it so it should i mean it's not it's like, i think they've only sold twenty thousand tickets oh yeah there you go <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know i i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty hyped on it i mean i wouldn't I when they were announcing the tickets for the show, um, like or announcing the show, I guess late last year, I was very much like, uh, yeah, I mean, eh, yeah, all right, cool, it'll be cool to go for the experience, and I do like AEW, but I, I sort of you know calmed down on my fandom a bit late last year. Um, I'm I don't know, I'm pretty hyped for it, and I think I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, don't don't misunderstand me. Don't misunderstand me. It's not that I'm going that this is going to be terrible. You know, we should have got a better card. I'm just a, I'm just a bit like, I'd have liked one thing that I was like, I'm glad I bought a ticket because I have to see that one thing. At the moment, I'm glad I bought a ticket because it's going to be a good show. But there are there are some shows where I'm where I've bought tickets and gone. Oh blimey! I got a ticket to this early, and now they've booked a thing that I have to see, which makes it even better. Mm. And I don't think, for me personally, there is that. Oh my god, what an amazing thing! I I suspect if Danielson had been uh, injury free, whatever he'd have been doing would have been that for me because I'm such a huge Danielson mark. And maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe maybe my guys have just either ended up hurt or. Or in matches with the young bucks, or <laughs> maybe that's it. And I'm, I'm I'm not trying to disparage the card. I think the card's going to be really good. I just think Tony needs to learn. Like, you know, you book this, you've got this number of people. I hope you got something up your sleeve to make them go. If you ever do this again, I'm coming back. Because if you leave anybody anybody disappointed, you you might not get it again. This might be a one time deal. I don't know. I think the quality of um of the guys they've got that uh, the spectacle alone is going to be enough that's, a, that's a good point the spectacle is going to be a big a big thing isn't i mean it? let's let's you know one of the things that i will liken this to is so I'm, I'm a big music fan back in the day i used to go to like download and reading well when reading was more of a metal thing a while ago many years ago now um but it's always baffled me from an outsider perspective why people will instantly get their tickets for Glastonbury, Mad Dash from Glastonbury, when the headline acts don't get announced till like a few weeks before the actual event, but tickets are like six months ahead. I always just sort of think, but you don't know who's going to be there. But it's you because of the atmosphere. Always, it is because of the atmosphere, and you can always sell those tickets. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and, and also, and personally, I sort of think people just like to go, yeah, I went to Glastonbury. Do you like any of the bands playing? No, but I went to Glastonbury. Oh, okay. Status. Uh, I've just I've just got a comment on a couple of things from uh, from the chat. 
Fran asking if I'm not hyped because I'm not getting Double J versus Grado. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. Where's Grado? Life is a mystery. I would be. I mean, if they had that to, to the. Uh, to be fair, that might actually burn the crowd out. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Zero, zero. Hour. Put, put Madonna on that that entrance. Uh, oh, I experienced that at an ICW show in Bournemouth, where there was only about ten people in the crowd, and I got a ticket for like seven pound fifty, and I had no idea who anyone was other than Drew Galloway because he was with his his faction called like the Blacklist or something. I can't remember what they were called. Um, but Grado had a match. Never seen Grado before. But I was like, wait, why is Madonna playing? <laughs> and he comes out doing his moves and it's like, okay, I like this guy. Yeah. This, this, there's something about this guy. He's instantly likable. Uh, another thing we got asked was uh, Danielson in the final countdown at Wembley. I mean, he might be coming over. Will you lose your marbles from Mr. Priceless? Uh, I've seen Danielson in front of 30 people in Coventry where the ring broke. I think the ring... No, it wasn't the ring breaking. He... Something went wrong and they had to restart the match and they just kept going. Uh, and yeah, you're damn right. I've seen, I've seen American Dragon at, at holiday camps when he refused to acknowledge that American Dan- uh, Brian Danielson and American Dragon were in fact the same person. Like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, and people there like, can you please sign my ring of honor uh, DVDs? Uh, I, I will, but I don't know who you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I've seen Danielson at every level apart from a stadium show I was never to a triple X in 2009 that was it uh, Jack Saber Jr two out of three falls match and Zach didn't kick out of one of the pins and the match was supposed to be ended and he was like no we'll restart that uh oh <laughs> uh, but yeah look I said maybe I'm being too harsh on the show I, I in no way think it's going to be bad I would have just come on here and been like, uh, this match is going to suck. I don't think any of the matches are going to suck. I think they're all going to be good. I just, I'm hoping for that historic moment that solidifies this as, oh, we're going to come back next year because we'll definitely sell out. Uh, I think my my kind of perspective, and I completely get what you mean, but I guess for me, do people know it's a historical historic moment at the time or is it only when you look back 12 or... 24 months later and go, wow, that was a, such a huge pivotal moment because of what it led to. But that's so, what I mean. Like, I, th- I think, I think... But how are you going to know it's historic, at, uh, that it's not historic at the time? With with some things you can tell, though. With some things you can definitely tell. Like, uh, if you look at um, Danielson Omega 1, that crowd popped for the, real, the bell ringing, yeah. a sustained... And you know that was a a big change for like wrestling on television because it was just like, yep, this could easily headline any any flipping pay-per-view for any company in the world mm. and here you go on television. Uh, I, I think, but like, I just want a moment like that and we'll probably get it. I just haven't thought of where. Just enjoy the ride, baby. Just enjoy the ride. Yeah, uh, especially especially on the coach down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good fun. Anyway, well, I think that's uh, that's yes, going to be uh, that's going to be it from us for another that wrestling is be the arena. Show. Um, keep an eye on the Discord, guys, um, guys and gals. We will no doubt chat uh, in the wrestling arena part of that mm-hmm. to, to kind of confirm when and where people are going to be if we want to meet up for um for for a drink uh, beforehand. But um, otherwise, whether you're watching it 
there or if you're going to be watching it at home or if aw is not your thing um we appreciate if aw is not your thing and you don't want to pay for the pay-per-view i believe itv3 are having it on at like one in the morning on the 31st wow i don't know if it'll be edited down or what Hmm, interesting well apparently itv3 have a have a version of it on there it might be itv4 i think i put a link link in the discord itv4 yeah, ITV4 has normally got the other shows, hasn't it? But it's, it's one of the cheaper pay-per-views. It's uh, £15, I think, fourteen ninety-nine on Fight TV. Only if you had AEW+. Oh. Well, if you don't have AEW+, why are you watching it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, thank you uh, guys for watching us and listening to Indeed. us. Indeed. Um, this will be going out well we'll get the, edit, uh, the audio uh, sorted, but um, on audio platforms check this out uh, when it goes live before all in definitely um so in other news have you got any um got any shows or anything coming up paul i've been editing the next turner years i was gonna try and get it out this week and then i realized with this show coming out by the time i got turner years out this show would then replace it in the feed within like a day ah, a lot yes. of people might might miss turner years so turner years i'll probably try and get out by the end of next week fair enough fair enough cool 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 um i will well i'm heading up to uh heading up to the girlfriends tomorrow uh because we're going to be heading up into london for the show so no friday night horror watch party uh but i will try and maybe we've got the ministry of horror goes out every other friday usually i've been doing it thursday the last couple of weeks just because of things um i may end up having to do it next thursday instead of the friday anyway because i've got um a thing going on in the day so my eyes may be a bit skew with uh by the by friday evening for the show but uh watch this space next week will be a ministry of horror um i don't actually know what i'm talking about on that one yet Watch this space on the Discord. Something horrific, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already watched one new horror film to review, and oof. <laughs> I seem to not be watching very good ones at the moment. Is what I'm saying. We've oof. all had that kind of run where it's like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, I was saying on the last show. Ooh, there's a whole bunch of new films coming on to Shudder. That'd be good. And the last two new films I've watched on Shudder. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I, I may look Amazing. I may look elsewhere for another new film to watch. Um but yeah, I think that's it for us tonight. That has been our show. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. Uh and if you are not part of the Discord, it's free to join. I believe it's I I can't, I do not remember how to put a put a um <laughs> invite into anything. So I can't remember. But I, I, be, I believe everyone we've, we've we've currently got in the chat room is a member of the Discord, but I'll, I'll soon figure out how to, how to put, a, put a link in, and I'll try and add that to the show notes. If not of this show, then of the next show. This yeah. one's going to go out, go out pretty quick because by the time it's out, people aren't going to be too interested in our, in our predictions if it comes out on the 28th <laughs> Friday. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, right. Good night, everyone. It's been uh, Tez, and I've been Paul, and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra! Bang, bang! <laughs>